hello, this is Guillermo del Toro, and you're listening to Out Now Podcast. Hello. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is unfortunately not here with us this evening, which is a shame. I really want to talk about this uh, particular topic uh, this evening, uh, but... You know, things are what they are. But that said, Abe did send in every bit of information that I needed from him for this week's uh, special bonus episode. So we'll be sure to get to him as well as everybody else that we're talking to today on the podcast. This is October. We have been doing these special horror bonus themed episodes, as we generally do in October. Uh, We've already talked uh, about a number of things. We talked about we had a great episode on The Shining last week. And the first two weeks of the month, we assembled our horror hero squads and our monster squads. Now uh, we are here to to discuss horror movie posters, because what better way to use the audio format than to describe art? Uh, and so that's <laughs> that is the plan for this evening's episode. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the history of horror movie posters, as well as go over some of our favorite horror movie posters. And join me to do such to do just that thing. We have from the Brandon Peters show and Wise of Blue. He's glossy and full of taglines. It's Brandon Peters. All right, everybody, have your laptop open or your Safari on your phone, your browser to start typing in search things to look at what we're talking about. Get excited. Also joining us from Why So Blue, stocking up on killer frames, it's Jason Coleman. I want to suck your blood and see what posters you have on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) You think modern Dracula has like a sick collection of like, (laughs) <laughs> of, of like old, old school. A mix of hammer, old, hammer, old posters hammer yeah, old hammer posters. Titles. Yeah. yeah oh yeah i never watch posters <laughs> and joining us from joe blow waiting in the mondo line for the special boogans print it's jimmy o <laughs> much like carrie i'm going to use my telekinesis so you can see the poster so you don't even have to go online going to be amazing i'm excited see brandon already feels it he feels it he feels it you joke but that boogans poster slaps it is a good poster with jimmy's around it is a good poster nice. uh but i am glad to have all of you guys here and abe in spirit uh this is going to be a lot of fun we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about horror movie posters and we have to because we have to make the art come alive for the listener um and this is going to be very important but that is the plan we're going to go over uh, through the history, we're going to start at the you know at the beginning of cinema when horror movie, you know when horror movies began, and just start talking about the ways uh, they've evolved over years. What was it? You know, the various things about horror movie posters. Then once we finish that part of the discussion, uh, the four of us and Abe via the uh, uh, the messages he left me, uh, we're going to go over our favorite horror movie posters. Uh, so I think we're going to have a a lot to discuss uh, this evening for the next hour and whatever it says on your iPod. Uh, so let's so, uh, it's <laughs> the uh, beginning of cinema. So what two thousand eight with Iron Man. That's what cinema. Yeah. That's, that's what cinema started. Yeah, right. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, let's do. So, okay. How do we start this thing off? We're talking about horror movie posters because mm-hmm. we're going to get to our favorites. So I don't want to just start like, "What are you looking for in a great horror movie poster?" I want to get to that. We have well, better horror movie. I mean, uh, if if you want, uh, you know, I I always think of. But yeah, I'm going to tell a little quick story about. Sure. The, you know, I I love the Universal Studios tour. The, the it's one of my favorite things to do ever. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, and one of the things I really love is when they start talking about where they filmed Hunchback of Notre Dame or or, or where they filmed Dracula. And I, I always thought of that place as the original posters. And I, I, it's funny, as I'm looking at these pictures that we have, like 
Dr. Caligari, uh, Mr. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, the Nasratu. I'm like, God, it, it, they actually feel like what they describe. It feels so, I, I, I love the art of the time. And, I, you know, it's funny because I don't look at these posters a lot. I, I'm not like Jason or probably Brandon. I don't look at these old posters really ever. And I, 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 I it's, I, I'm just kind of blown away by, because we're starting from the beginning, right? We're starting yeah, from yeah. the early we're, we're years. We're in the early 1910s, 1920s, yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, I mean, look, they didn't have stars to sell, really. They didn't have, it was about the story. It was about, it's almost like they're just taking these, uh, like, you know, those those pulpy novels and pulpy books from that time and just creating big screen images of, ooh, what you're about to see is this guy who, the man who laughs. Whoa. It's cool. I actually like this style. I wish that we'd do more of this. I wish this was still a thing. It's really brilliant. That's how we get started, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'd like to say it's it's a weird thing because essentially we're talking about marketing stuff here. But, yeah. yes. but film's a weird medium where the marketing in itself can be an art. It will is an art form as well. Like mm-hmm. the posters are just like we hang advertisements all over our walls. Like that's what we're doing. Uh, trailers. Mm-hmm. I think it. I know there's people that have argued against when people bring it up but i think trailer cutting is an art form itself too. I, i've often described it, it that way yes because yeah. yeah. they have rhythms and stuff yeah they're trying to sell you something but man some of them are just like really cool to watch uh on their yeah. own um that uh, recently like the us trailers that was awesome with the i got fives mm-hmm. on it uh and these are just it's weird that i can't think of another thing where a piece of like hey come see this advertising is such a like glorious like should be put up and makes me stop and just appreciate finer touches of things it's really weird because i don't i don't put like uh classic mcdonald's ads up in my house i know dinosaur dracula he does that but um (laughs) there there's all these things like i don't put like it it, it's just weird that when you think about what at the core element of what the poster is supposed to do um, it makes you want like want to buy that poster itself. Like, no, you were supposed to go to the movie, but you want to buy the poster itself. But it's a yeah. it's a piece of marketing, and then now it's also a piece of merchandise at the same time. It's 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 interesting. If you yeah. look at what's interesting is if you look at the twenties. I mean, you're, you're talking about theaters sort of in their in their inception, where where yeah. it's it's funny where we you know where movie theaters and going to the movies was kind of this new interesting experience, and and but yet they had movie palaces. It's a, I almost feel mm-hmm. like we like when you go backwards, the better the movie theaters got because now you're like, well, we've we were tainted by the theater, now it's just the the, the movie, you know, kind of thing. Whereas before they yeah. were like, we want the movie and the theater to be amazing, and those posters, especially from the twenties. Um, are are really uh, are really parallel to the grandiose kind of artistic style that those theaters mm-hmm. also encompass. Um, I work at uh, for anybody who doesn't know as well. I work at, uh, at Prop Store. I'm poster consignment specialist, and I work under a man named Gray Smith. And Gray Smith was the guy who started the auction business at Heritage Auctions. So he is the the Yoda of movie posters and has an incredible movie poster knowledge. He gave me three movies just from the 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 20s alone 
uh, posters that he thought were amazing. Of course, one that you have on here, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, um, oh, you cool. know, it's, it's, it's an art artist rendition of evil. It's really sweeping and just, and dark and amazing. Nosferatu uh, was another one. Silent, again, a silent film, German expressionism horror, you know, with Max Schreck, you know, which was kind of, you know, played upon later, but, you know, both the man and the moon are both dark. And then of course the classic Phantom of the Opera, um, also with the creature hiding, you know, you know, giving that arm of that aim of mystery, not revealing everything, but, you know, beckoning the audience to come in. I feel like the twenties was really good about not showing too much, being artistic yeah. and bringing that audience into those grand movie palaces as they, as they, as they were. I have, Jason, I have, oh. Oh, which, which Nosferatu, I'm just curious. 1922. No, which poster? Oh, which poster? The, the, yeah. well, definitely the color, but you'd never, you'd never see gotcha. the color anymore. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I remember asking him about that and saying, oh, which, which, which do you, you know, and he was like, the color's beautiful, but you just, I don't think that there are probably maybe two or three in the world that, that even exist at this point, but it's, wow. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Um, you have one of those, it's, it's, it's something. The only thing of like classic movie posters that gives me the same vibe that I would put on a wall and like, just makes me look a wonder. And I wonder what came first because it's a, extension of theater as well like um magician posters from back mm -hmm. in the day sure those have a very similar hand-drawn style of art and those mm -hmm. are really cool and it's those are really hard to find good at least even reprints of because i've tried uh online to buy like even just reprints of them because the actual ones are damn you're got to be a wealthy person i own some of those but um reprints are garbage when i've i've got them like not even good stuff wow uh, printed there but there's some great artwork that's just fascinating just like sit like you know, sit a chair in front of it and just marvel in all the like the brush strokes the what what's going on the details in them uh just like a movie poster and i have to i wonder cool. if they were making those for those at the same time and somebody had an idea to do movies like that or i don't know because there's some similarities in the style i guess well i mean i'm sure it's connected i'm sure it's connected well i'm, I'm sure i'm sure too because I, I i mean movies are coming after you know the theater's already been around for so long and playbills mm -hmm. were obviously you know a thing uh I, and i i did i you know some of these early posters and the ones i was looking at in my research for all mm -hmm. by the way uh when if anyone's referencing for the listener for anyone that's there's there's references to like what we're looking at or stuff i made a kind of a visual guide for the for us to kind of go through so that's what we're talking about when we talk about like the images we're looking mm -hmm. at or something like that um but with that said a lot of these early posters i mean they're still the the way the text is arranged on them or whatnot it's not unlike going to a theater and seeing having a playbill in your hand and that's where i, yeah. I do think that has a lot in common with the transition from you know having you know theatrical experiences versus a movie theater where you're obviously you're not getting a hand bill to take given to you but you're having something that's kind of representing the film at large magicians that's a good call and like stage performances in general i mean i imagine there's mm -hmm. various forms of you know because like, you know advertising and in, in this sort of way you know it's not unique to the 20th century it's certainly a thing that's happened before i can imagine be, you know mm -hmm. between printing press and technology advance or what have you, you can certainly produce things on a larger scale and more you know on a higher frequency or what have you so you can yeah and if you go overseas too like i was thinking about advertisements actually like france and italy had some great art for just random like yeah. cigarettes or like mm -hmm. fruit or whatever exactly back in the yeah. day that you would hold like america wasn't doing that but over there you could buy stuff that's like art there's like if you watch one of the things i loved about that movie um what was the the Pixar one that came out last summer? Um, Luna, like, Luca, Luca. 
is looking in the background and seeing all the like poster and yeah. advertisement art that they added the detail there that felt like a Fellini movie almost when you're like, oh, look at that. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's kind of stuff that th- they have it going in all factions of it's just a movement, I guess, of that style of art with their movie posters and their advertisements and everything has that look. Yeah. As far as looking at the posters of like the tens and twenties, I mean, they, the commonality I see, I mean, obviously, and this is, you know, some of these are recurring themes just because it's art and it makes sense, but there is, yeah. Like you mentioned, Jason, there are these like artistic renderings of things that, that, you know, you know, they, and Jim, you mentioned this too, as far as kind of, providing an idea of what you're going to see without giving away everything you're getting an you know an idea of tone and what have you and because yeah. they're black and white films or seppi or what have you they can emphasize color in these posters and they can do right. things that the movie itself can't so you know it's a further way to entice you i also notice there's a big thing about verticality i guess in these older posters right there's a there's a there's yeah. an emphasis on the long over kind of making it more mm. average rectangle square shape you know the way average posters are now or they're what you know the 11 yeah. by 17s or whatever um but like back in the day and we'll see we'll see this in certain ones specifically like we'll come up in the 30s and i think like king kong is much like that you have these like really long posters that you just don't get in the same way that i think comes from just the way theaters were built and what have you where you have posters along like the columns and things like that but it's it's a it's a neat a, a neat way to like if you're trying to express something as far as a you know what this movie is, when you have something like Nosferatu, which is this big gangly vampire creature, yeah, having a you know uh-huh. post, a poster that's you know <laughs> a five to one ratio makes a yeah, whole lot like of a, sense. He looks like a kaiju on this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're, obviously, there's there's silent film stars of the time, but yes, it's not as yeah. for horror movies specifically. You're you're you know there's there can be less rent name recognition or what have you, you know, you're not putting yeah. in Max Shrek uh, <laughs> to uh, bring in the, bring in the fans. Um, and even then, yeah. you know, movies are in such a different distribution pattern back in that day as well. So, it's, you know, there's only so much you can do yeah, as far as how do you draw eyes to the theaters when you don't have. Uh, they probably rolled up the posters and sent them with the film reels too. Oh yeah. That's certainly probably. possible. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. Anything else on the, this this era, I know we have plenty to cover. I'm just trying to the the tens. This yeah. one's twenty. I mean the one the one you sent of the the Frankenstein one that that one definitely looks like a playbill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it does actually. And it's just like an image of a frame of the film. Um, ah. it's not even <clears throat> a drawing here compared to like the the counter doctor character uh, of Doctor Calgary. That's a great poster. I really like. I it love looks that poster. it looks like yeah. almost like spookily modern. Because yeah. I wouldn't think I would see art like that in the 1910s. Like this looks like a comic book variant uh, edition of it from a more modern time. Uh, mainly Absolutely. the guy, they, mainly him on it. When you look at her, you're like, okay, that's some. It's kind of old art, but when you see that this the boldness of the color, and just like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, is that like the comic book? release of dr caligari you say it's a good call because you think of something like well, obviously like german expressionism is going to mm-hmm. come in heavily in the you know the, in the 20s and 30s and you look yeah. to old like batman comics and that's all there you can see yeah. it in comic mm-hmm. you can see it in old comic books completely uh and see that yeah. influence rubbing off as far as where this stuff's going and then obviously you have artists now that are inspired by the oldest days of this kind of things as far as how to inject noir and expressionism and what have you abstract uh you know whatever um into comic books to kind of give it this old-fashioned feel if that's what they're going for something like 
mm-hmm. Batman Arkham Asylum to keep on Batman for a second has such a deliberately different sort of paint structure. Uh, this is the the best I can do to describe art because uh, I'm not an art guy. But oh. but compared to you know other like 70s 80s Batman comics, something like Arkham Asylum really harkens back to this mm-hmm. kind of era and what you're doing something here. Yeah, uh, that is a very modern. I, I, I'm like, well, you're absolutely right, Brendan. This looks like a, a graphic novel. It's just a beautiful, beautiful painting. The Calgary mm-hmm. one, I, it's gorgeous, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. The only tell for me is the woman, uh, her face. Like uh, nowadays, it'd probably been more detailed because it looks like yeah. it's like a, they don't want you to really pay attention to it. They want you to look at him and know that there's something there. But I feel like yeah. a modern artist would have gave it more detail for her. Sure. But. That's yeah. That's only. I feel like Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance would have made this. Really, I don't know. That's that's what that looks like to me. Yeah. So if we move forward, we can get to the 30s and 40s here, and as you were saying, Jimmy, the the Universal Monster movies that certainly was coming in in full steam during this period of time, and that is a lot of what horror was doing at this time, especially because so much of it was specifically Universal. But so you have your Frankenstein oh. and your Dracula and your wolfman eventually and what have you and the the emphasis there you get a what i what i like is it's a lot of like it's it's giving you the monster to some degree but it's really what it's putting out there is text big text bold letters big colors to say guess what mary sherry's mary Sherry shelley's frankenstein is coming to theaters who's in it and you got you know yeah. we're, we're getting now we're getting more in the emphasis on the names and who's involved in these productions yeah. uh, and even some of these even get you know you start get to not necessarily taglines, but more of like, here's a bit of a description of what you're gonna get in this movie. With the uh, case of, are you talking about the 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 one with the Karloff in the circle on the bottom left? Uh, I mean, I'm not with specifically the... talking about. It. I'm just thinking in terms of like the styles I'm seeing here. I would imagine if I were to get a, like a a thing in the mail, like a, a guide for like, uh, you know, radio dramas. Um, mm-hmm. That's what it would look like for sure. like, the week. Like mm-hmm. that's what I feel like if if you got like oh this week on you know the audio thing I feel like that's that looks akin to that from for sure I, de- de- definitely the, the definitely especially the thirties you definitely the two obviously pronounced things is the one thing you said was just the title and the monster I mean that's that's essentially they're they're prom- they're 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 giving the monster name and they're showing the monster so they're showing yeah. you know Lugosi or they're showing Karloff and in the in the in the makeup so to speak. Um, so yeah, they're both the, both the name and image are front and center, but I always found it really interesting that, the, you know, you have Todd Browning's freaks on here. I always thought that was kind of an interesting cause it was kind of a call, you know, a callback to vaudeville and kind of a carny mentality yeah, just, yeah. and mm-hmm. how controversial, and how controversial in 1930 that that poster would be, would come out the, the freaks poster, um, it, with that, with the muscle man and the girl, you know, kissing, Kissing the little man, can a full-grown woman truly love a midget? It's just—it's almost as shocking as the movie itself, you know. Especially from the thirties, that's—that's yeah. uh, it was way ahead of its time. That movie, for sure. Obviously, yeah. and obviously, we're going to talk more about the way things evolved into the more—not necessarily controversial, but certainly more risque territory as far as what's being shown on a poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like the freaks one. Yeah, I wanted to put that one in there specifically because yes, it is doing something that's so. I mean, it's it's the movie Freaks. I mean, which is very you know very specific, it's, and it's Todd Browning, uh, like he's, he's pushing he's pushing boundaries. Um, yeah, and the, you know the and MGM didn't want to shy away <laughs> from making sure to kind of show that off. Um, wow. Among other ones here, you have this you have this mummy poster, which is wonderful. Oh, I believe yeah, like, I believe it's like one of the like much. what 
like one of the most what you find in a like an original print of that is like probably like what the one of the most expensive movie posters you can find if i'm not oh, something or something on those lines for sure it's definitely one of the mona leases of the universal collection and oh, yes really? the, the artwork is amazing uh but like looking at that one specifically like look at what it's doing like it's giving you mm-hmm. mummy it's saying mummy underneath it it gives you karloff at this point karloff is a big enough presence <laughs> where he can just have his name as big as the title of the movie and even the even it has a tagline it comes to life like that's it mm-hmm. it's selling you so much not to mention just the, the you know the colors and the 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 artwork the positioning of the of the character the on both sides like it's it's doing a lot uh yeah with good detail too like it's... a lot of great detail and so you can see where like how the art has evolved at this point where we were sort of just talking about the dr cow <laughs> the captain of dr caligari <laughs> and you know what it's doing is this kind of it's abstract but yet you have an idea of exactly what this guy is and here we have something that has you know these these hieroglyphics uh you have a mummy that has dimensions to it i mean there, you know, there's details in the dress of the woman that's on there like there's so many and the, even the mummy t- like the words the mummy itself feel like an extension of the mummy that we're seeing like there's so much here as far as like what you're trying to convey it's interesting talking to the going from the 30s then to the 40s because the 40s with the exception of maybe the wolfman a lot of sequels in the 40s because yep. they were like oh these things are yeah. working really yeah. well so let's 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 keep it going let's keep that Let's keep that cash cow going, you know, the universal monsters. I have a question. Is the vampire one, is that, that's what, the, that was released then? That I was. Because that looks like a mon, I mean, I'm like, I, I'm stunned if, like, I hope it is because I'm like, holy crap, they were. Yeah, the, 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 yes, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I've looked through to make sure that I'm not fighting like, you know, anniversary yeah. editions or like <laughs> tributes or whatnot. And from what I can tell, uh, that that's is incredible. Yeah. Wow. For vampire. And I wanted to put, yeah, for va- vampire. Yeah. And I wanted to point that out as vividly because you have these international posters. That, you know, obviously, we have plenty of Hollywood posters that are doing similar things. I mean, look at these posters. Look at the mummy, the raven, and black cat. There's all, there's a yeah. through line you can see between each of those posters, regardless of which one's the best. Uh, but you look at, <laughs> but you, you look at this, you know, these international posters. Uh, uh, there's a difference to them in just in terms of like where the text is and what they want to emphasize. But what they want to emphasize is the arts. They would so say they still want to bring that into mm-hmm. you know into focus a lot here you know they want to give you the title of course but there's but there's there's less there's you know the names are seeming less important now granted these are maybe they're, they're being imported or what have you so they're not going to emphasize foreign names quote unquote to you know the americans that are seeing you know random movies like this but uh, there's you know there's still something to be said for what the, you know what's been created in order to get the, you know certain messages across Right. And I love the and I love the uh, you know, especially in the examples you have the black cat, cat people, dead of night, uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, the the uh, the exaggerated or sometimes shortened or lo- elongated characters, elongated uh, animals, you know, it, it, it meshed with 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 faces that you recognize mm-hmm. on 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 sort of weirded bodies and stuff. It's 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 actually really kind of interesting and artistic, um, right. especially those four. Yeah, the Abbott Castello, I think I believe it was their thing was it was their heads on their big yeah. heads on little bodies. That's like mm-hmm. the running thing with their posters. How great is that black cat poster, by the way? I, I just that's really stunning. The the two cat posters are just gorgeous. I love the cat people. I love the black cat. I'm sorry. Fe- I know we're a- talking favorites later, but man, well, those it, are gorgeous. It, it's effective floating head usage too. Like, yeah. Effective. Yeah. 
Well, because it's art. I mean, we're yeah. not, they're not just taking pictures and Photoshop and the sh- crap together. They're just there's art in that. The, the the you know the both of them have these really creepy looking cats crawling around or sitting around and 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 the the the, the design the clock in the background for cat people. It, these are gorgeous. They're just gorgeous prints. My God. The- the difference between the the floating head and the black cat is that it it doesn't feel like a floating head poster to me because yeah. it doesn't no, feel no, like no, it's, yeah. it doesn't doesn't feel like it's trying to sell me those actors. Like yeah, I'm the getting aren't the emphasis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. 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 But it may have been. It certainly may have inspired what we're about to talk to in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> we're a couple decades away. We'll yeah, get there. But, but away, there is but we'll get there. the thing with the black with this black cat poster specifically. It's like there's a lot of they're all their focus is on the cat where i guess yeah. like a, what we're talking about is a standard floating head poster is just like a random yeah. frame from the film where they've taken the heads and maybe aligned them in some way but there's no like correspondence here this is a you know yeah. this is basically a drawn image <laughs> that wants to be yeah. like what do we do we have these people let's put them on the poster and just show them like ominously staring at this cat that's causing a problem like there's a theme to this poster there's something you know we want to emphasize the danger of the black cat not just guess what gladys cooper's in this movie like right. all right what else what else you guys <laughs> and again if you notice in some of these posters that the, the they're engaged they're engaging what's going on on the poster or in the yeah. scene their specific mm-hmm. scene they're not just going hey i'm this person so that's true yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah, I threw, the, I, threw, I threw that Adam and Costello one in there also, just because it, you know, we're, for as much as, as much seriousness as there are in the, a lot of these monster movies, there's the sense of fun to be had in them as well. And Adam and Costello meet Frankenstein, certainly, a, you know, a comedy. Um, the way it can emphasize both, it's an Abbott and Costello feature, but also have like, mm-hmm. it's like, look at all these monsters. I mean, like, it's a party. Like, there's something, there's yeah. something there. Right. That, you know, Compared to like the Dracula, po- like the that original Dracula poster, which I think is pretty excellent. I love the font of oh. that Dracula poster, the way it's just kind of like sticking out at you a little bit. And it's not even emphasizing that he's, it's just Dracula. It's not, a, it's not saying, if you don't know who Dracula is, this poster is not going to help you. It's not going to tell you it's a vampire. It's just more right. about this guy is something. You got to watch out for him. I don't know why, yeah. but there's something. But he almost, this. but he, but he almost looks like he's ready, like he's on the, like he's, he's on, on the, the prowl. The, yes, yeah. he's ready to make his, he's, he's re- mm-hmm. making his leap. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's good, good stuff. Uh, we can move into the fifties now. Um, what we get here is the Atomic Age. Uh, you know, so yeah. we're we're and we're Definitely. gonna we're, we're gonna get we're getting more monster movies, but now they're bigger. Uh, sometimes they're in three D. Um, oh. so with this, yeah, we get the Beast of of twenty thousand from twenty thousand fathoms. We get Godzilla. Um, Godzilla is a kind of a perfect poster as far as it emphasizes what you want. Godzilla, you have, a, you, have a, you have Godzilla there. What else do you need? There he um, is, and his fire breath is even is even attacking the title. Even the title isn't safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, you get your creature from the Black Lagoon. You get another example of just like the drawn art, uh, right. really, really emphasized. Classic, classic poster creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And oh. Again, again, one of the one of the most highly sought after uh, original it's, posters. It's got the window boxes at the bottom with like little pieces from the movie. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's the main thing, but then at the bottom, there's like little moments from the movie which in itself those were collector's pieces where you get you can get those like rectangles like handed to like those those uh, as as like mini posters handed to they do that sometimes now as like specialty things but they certainly did it back in the day uh, which is almost the equivalent of a playbill right i mean you're getting this kind of like miniaturized thing that's a scene from a movie that has like some information about who's in it or what have you 
um probably not seen as a collector's item back in 19 you know 54 uh, mm-hmm. but nowadays it's like oh my god i got a creature of the black lagoon still that's amazing but yeah the like the scheme of these doesn't change all that much it's just it's more just packing information uh is, is what it feels like it's like okay we have a giant monster here what is what else is going on well there's these people in it once again still kind of giving that but even then you're getting more description you're getting more text uh to kind of make you aware of what you're getting into in some some instances um but it's also uh, but, yeah yeah oh, sorry go ahead but i was gonna say and especially even in the atomic age mm-hmm. you always have to have one that, that that doesn't show anything and that would of course be the the uh, the thing from another world you yeah. know so because that that poster's not great but it's like it, it, it at least it's bold in the sense that it's just saying it's the thing you know you yeah. have to see mm-hmm. the movie we're not going to give you anything so yeah well, it's because yeah. we kind of wind down after we as we go through the 50s like you have right. it's almost as if it needs to justify why are you seeing this giant creature here well here's a bunch of text and here's some stars and a director and that's why also maybe it's you know 3d whatever but then as you kind yeah. of go further you get to something like this invasion of the body snatchers poster and it's not giving you a lot it's giving you some just evocative imagery a, a title for one thing that's already very cool invasion of the body snatchers that i'm i'm excited by that what is it i don't know but people are running away from something uh it, it's and we're gonna it, we'll see more of that in like the 60s and 70s as far as kind of a intense focus on a singular image or something symbolic as opposed to just laying it all out for you we'll get a mix of that too still but i mean there are we're seeing we're seeing some changes as far as like what what marketing wants to center on how to how to get you know an audience excited i'm always torn when i see the poster for the for the fly the original fly with Mm -hmm. um with uh al hedison um because you want you almost want to see a great poster with the fly on it but then you're like but i don't really you know the the, the at the time of course it was probably a really huge hidden secret you don't see it right away so people are waiting to see it and so it is kind of ingenious in terms of a in terms of a marketing aspect it's ingenious in terms of an actual poster it's okay yeah you, you say that like fly it, vision yeah Oh, right. You say that, but it's like you have a movie called Creature from the Black Lagoon. And that could have easily been like, "What's it look like?" And instead, it's like, "Here it is." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, true. it's got it's lips. True. <laughs> <laughs> I always like when 3D is used in horror movies for the posters because they always want to seem to like emphasize that it's 3D mm-hmm. somehow, and that carries on through history because you have this house of wax, yes. and it's like, how do we tell them that it's in 3D besides saying the words third dimension? What if we just repeat the image multiple times and they keep well, and then they draw pictures of theaters in these things too. Yeah, so, so like it's coming, so the audience is being attacked by this or what have you. Uh, but but you keep going, right? Because we're gonna get to like the 80s and have like Friday the 13th 3D, and it's like, see the night, and it's like uh, drawn like or you get to my yeah. bloody Valentine 3D, and it's like here's multiple images yeah. of, of 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 what's his face? What's his name in that? Uh, uh, the minor, Harry minor, the minor, Harry minor, Harry, 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 Harry. Yeah. I do Harry. Yeah. That's what I was going. Uh, yeah. Harry, like, not it, Harry. Yeah, as if, as if like the uh, audience is just like, I don't understand what 3D. Oh, now I get it. Like, <laughs> they just. See the, like, I feel like I feel like Parasite was like that as well. The poster originally of Parasite was uh, like the thing. It, it's been a while. I, I don't see that on here, so I, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, I, I believe it was a monster coming at you or something yeah. like that. Yeah, big T. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you also have the blob on here, which is an the, interesting yeah. one, and of, and of course, starring the great Stephen McQueen, because yes. at that point he was still Stephen. He wasn't Steve McQueen. He was Stephen McQueen. He so. still had that training wheel of the N attached to his name. Indeed. Uh, 
And by the way, how great is the poster for Plan Nine from Outer Space? It's, ama- it's a it's really good poster. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So cool. I'm like, I want to see that movie so bad, and then you get what you get, and you're. Just, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have a love for Edward though, so don't yeah. don't get. I love Edward's stuff. I, I think it's fun. And the movie was it. worth it for because we got that poster. He called in the right people yeah. to get that design because it's really it is really you know it's a good poster. Um, yeah, even the the little tagline is like it makes it sound so much more interesting than the unspeakable horrors from outer space paralyze the living and resurrect the dead. You know what that I like about really posters cool. from this period? Uh, exclamation yeah. points. I love yeah. seeing exclamation oh, points hmm. on a poster. Uh, like on these ones, it's always, it, you know, it throws you some buzzwords. It's incredible. It's gigantic. Oh. It's indestructible, whatever. <laughs> like you just said, and resurrect the dead. I love that it wants to emphasize just like the the fun of what you're getting into and just like, mm-hmm. look, how, look how big this is going to be. This is amazing. See this on the big screen. Uh, uh, uh. But we, we move away from that. Uh, <laughs> everything wants to get... Uh, more about the the violence and the sex, uh, okay, which, which leads us into the sixties, um, the swing in sixties. Um, we get a get a mix of things. We get more kind of expressionist art styles or what have you. Some things are the use of color is at an all time yeah. high at this point. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna say six I mean, all, all you know any sixties poster it's 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 stark. Yeah. Um, from Psycho to Rosemary's Baby to it's all it's all stark colors that really just draw you in for sure. Which e- is either that. that either that or you put Vincent Price on your poster and you're good to go. Yep. And, uh... and it'll take a big dive away from that in the 70s more because it's just it's about having less. Well, less right. is more approach yeah. with the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. The, psych- more... the Psycho one is like uh, like pushing. Like I had this one in my room growing up. But if you think about it, like he was already pushing it with the opening scene of the movie, and then he's like, here it is. Right on the poster. The poster. He's yeah. in a bra. Yeah. He's yeah. he's got his shirt off. The only thing you don't see is them rolling in the bed for a bit. But like that, like that's fine now. But like that was that scene was pretty like risque for then. And then he's like got it right on the poster. Especially given mm-hmm. like the movie, it's like what's this? What is Psycho? And it does. It's not. It's just giving you. It's just giving you Janet Lee, and it's like what? So what is this movie? The two yeah. people, two people are having some kind of affair. Anthony Perkins is there for some reason. I don't know why he's first build though, so he seems to be important. Like, what is this going to be? Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, famously, the movie itself was pretty hidden as far as like no one can go in after a certain time or whatnot. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they, and, and well, it's and, funny. How do we get surprised that I mean, nowadays, if we saw a lineup like that, Anthony Perkins, Vera Miles, John, John Gavin, blah blah blah, Janet and Janet Lee is Marion Crane. Like, oh, she's getting knocked off at some point. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like it's it's right there, but I guess you know it wasn't a thing yet. So yeah, no, yeah. even now it's not it's not necessary. I mean, for a horror movie, yes, probably for the most. But I mean, yeah. But she gets. Yeah. I mean, if I look at like I don't know, Sinister. That's probably an and for Vincent D'Onofrio, right? And he doesn't. I mean, it's more like star power. Uh, but there's yeah. certain, but it, it certainly yeah, but, knows. But it certainly knows how to play with. That. I, I I agree with you as far as that's a that's a tool to utilize as far for as the name game. for the biggest displayed person on the poster was sure. probably her name is smaller than and down the line so i guess yeah. she's close to hitchcock but 
the the uh, but but well i mean i i would say it's all about breaking taboos especially not mm-hmm. not just not just obviously in his film and and you know killing off his lead actress and stuff but that but but the poster as you had mentioned i mean it 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 breaks taboos it's 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 yeah. putting them directly in your face and saying we're going to we're going to give you something that's not safe that you haven't seen right. before that you have no idea what and I, the poster reflects that so yeah. i yeah. um and, and I, of, oh sorry I was going to say, I, I didn't include others, but like for Hitchcock, is he one of the few directors that appears on his posters mm-hmm. and you like know that that's him? Yeah, and it's and it's weird because like the only one I can think of as another example is like Kevin Smith on the clerk's poster. Like I, mean, I can't think of like directors that like specifically appear on to advertise their film like does, does william yeah. castle appear on his posters maybe? i mean yeah. hitchcock was one of the biggest celebrities i mean he had his own was, tv yeah, show exactly. and mm-hmm. they people loved his personality his uh yeah. his celebrity personality i yeah i can't think well woody allen but he's acting he's, in he's acting in it it's right. not it's not just um, like the director being like hey guess what i got a new one like that's not a thing yeah. for directors for the most part come see my movie <laughs> yeah well, I mean, Imagine Christopher Nolan doing that, and Woody Woody Allen would be like he would not be on it if he did if he if he if he could if he could choose not to be he wouldn't be on his posters. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's true. Like he does right. not care about this. But I think that's the difference I, between that's the difference between being being a talented director who wants their name above the title and being somebody who's a showman. Whereas I think yeah. that's what mm-hmm. that's what Hitchcock was doing. He Certainly was, he part was being, of it. Yeah. Did William so, so Ca- Carpenter, did William Carpenter wanted his. Carpenter wanted his title above the thing, but he didn't want to be on the poster. Right. But he wasn't a showman. Hitchcock was a showman. I bet Shyamalan yeah. tried to get on his posters. Oh, I'm sure he did. He seems like the so, type that would have put himself on his poster. I mean, if he wanted to, he could have. <laughs> That's kind of I know. Well, I'm just there. saying. I mean, I'll try wanted... to think of a director who would want to. Sure. Um, and I feel like. He's about the only one because you know he like he's uh, he's a showman. I guess ter- like Tarantino's on one of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood posters. He needs to keep yeah. that. But even that, I mean, right? So yeah, um, that and uh, talk about um this uh I want to talk about this uh the Carnival of Souls one, which is not reflective of what it's like to watch that movie. Like it's a beautiful poster, no. but I'm like that is not. It almost looks like a twisted version of like a Disney uh, cartoon of the time, but like mm. it's, it's so colorful and I just do not get the vibe of this moody. It's a beautiful movie. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's saying it came from a guy who made like training videos. Uh, well, training films for back then, uh, including shaking hands with danger. It's just hilarious. Oh. And, uh, but like, it, yeah, I just don't get the vibe that movie is actually. It's not selling what that movie actually is. A new yeah, no, wave. It looks and, like it's a, not. It's not a new way of picture you cannot forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It well, looks like it, a fairy tale, like you said, like yeah. an adult version of a fairy tale. It's very strict. A very strange poster. That's like you said, Gort. It's lovely. a very slow, moody movie that's like gets under your skin and stuff, and that just. I. I it's funny that just doesn't grab me the 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 way the like i never saw that poster no. until after criterion used to use it for its dvd mm-hmm. uh release wow. of it but um yeah that that one's like just like ah that's the same movie wow. look at some of the other patterns of the time and you obviously like italian horror is starting to mm-hmm. pick up as well in giallo um yeah. and then like yeah, there's japanese that's a quite on poster that i have on there but there's you know there's japanese horror that's extending beyond just the kaiju features um night and, of living dead is the original photoshop fo- uh poster 
It seems to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which right. makes sense given just the budget of that movie. Where it's like, yeah, just slap something mm-hmm. together. <laughs> Throw some ghouls they, on there. They have an excuse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the color comes into play when it can. But yeah, we're also, yeah, we are getting cheaper horror films that happen to, you know, be cultural landmarks. And so, yeah, you're not getting like the 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 living dead font it's interesting because like every poster from the dead series is starkly different from the last right there's no like real yeah. through line between for romero specifically like the that day dawn land diaries or like none of them look alike in any real way um, yeah which is fitting of the films because the films themselves are such mm-hmm. you know they're 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 checkpoints in the in the time that they're living in right that whatever romero mm-hmm. feels like exploring at that point um but by the end of the 60s, you get to this Rosemary's Baby poster, obviously iconic, but also starting to be representative of what we're going to continue to see, which is these kind of very specific pieces of imagery that give you an instant like recall of what that is. You look at Rosemary's Baby, carriage, face, done. Uh, very, you know, less use of color, uh, you know, minimized, minimalized text, minimalized imagery in general, but just something that kind of narrows in your well, focus. This one looks like, so the Rosemary's Baby looks like they've found a way to turn like some sort of like fashion or fashion advertisement photography into art yeah with a poster because yeah. i feel like that would have been like some sort of maggot like a rolex watch or something could have had some sort of transposed head on with and it feels like they found a way to make art out of that kind of style that would have been for uh, photography in like a magazine at the time, which is fair, but also you got to remember. I know you're not not remembering, but like Rosemary's Baby is also a huge best selling novel, and so the idea yep. of seeing a piece of text on screen that says Rosemary's Baby and you're associating that with this very specific image of Mia Farrow, who's you know popular. Mm-hmm. You have Dan Cassavetes to a lesser extent as well. Um, people that have read that novel and then to see like this single image of like this woman who they know is the key to the story and a baby mm-hmm. carriage, it's like. I'm in like, I, I can't imagine not being drawn in by seeing like this great book is now going to be a movie. You know, you have hot at the time, hotshot director, yeah. you know, Roman Isn't that Sinatra side piece. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I, it's a cool poster though. I really it is. Do no. Like, yeah. It really but I was is. trying to I see like... where the influence would come from the time. For sure. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, like, it's the, I mean, it's the sixties, yeah. right? I could, I could see that for sure. And Polanski would have been diving mm-hmm. into doing something different than nobody like trying to, you know, have something to separate for, like he was definitely into unique stuff at the time. Um, yeah. Trying to break yeah. through and be new. Yeah, Cause he is, you know, he's in the, he knows the mod scene and what have you. Like, I get that. I get that there's this kind of, how do you, you know, counterculture, how do you do things that, yeah, turn it on its head, do something different. Mm-hmm. Under it's right, and he also and and, rem- and remember, Polanski also in, in 65 did uh, Repulsion, so yeah. I think he yep. was going Which has a similar like kind a, of vibe, yeah. Yeah, 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 that psychedelic, weird kind mm. of, yeah, yeah. So we get to the seventies. Um, what I what I like seeing emphasis, what I wanted to try to emphasize here is that you you have like there are as you kind of go through it, there are more of like these kind of singular images, like an Exorcist or Alien, obviously, where it's just like an emphasis on one thing, Wicker Man, another one. Um, but you have this blend of there's still some of the old getting in there when it comes to the hammer horror movies that are still kind of trickling mm-hmm. out some of the other monster movies or what have you yeah. that are kind of coming out. It's that's, it still has that kind of familiar vibe with those posters. You get the big title, you get the big names, Christopher Lee, what have you. 
and you know the tie the tagline the stuff the stuff we were seeing in the you know the 30s 40s 50s that kind of thing is being emphasized to a degree because hey monsters are still around to an extent but you have things being shoved out because the 70s is rougher and so in addition to monsters mm-hmm. in addition to best-selling novels being adapted into features you also have like dramas that are happen to be horror films so you get things like deliverance or duel that are like these intense thrillers slash horror movies uh mm-hmm. where again you have like stars or names attached to them to some degree um, while still kind of focusing on some kind of piece of you know imagery that can you know get something out of you there and interesting uh, that and, and, and of course an interesting just to say that dennis weaver's name is front and center on duel it's the lar- one of the largest mm-hmm. pieces of text besides the title and of course directed by steven spielberg which is in very small letters at that point because that was <laughs> well, and, and that poster would have only been overseas right because yeah, that's, that's where it played over yeah it where... could be like a tv yeah. guide or something right yeah yeah i mean it, it got released theatrically just not in the united states yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's uh, it's interesting because they go i mean there's a big difference photography ends up being acceptable use for uh yeah a poster like the carry poster has always been like i mean everybody knows that poster but it's not like yeah. great it's just two pictures from the movie you right. know well a lot of these are iconic shots you know iconic yeah. shots from the movie the wicker man uh right. texas Ch- texas chainsaw exorcist the the light you know it's it's yeah. it's yeah. it's i it's more an iconic mo- some of those are more an iconic yeah. moment and just right. going the moment yeah right but, i mean carry yeah. is literally photographs like that's right yeah um, literally yeah Right. And some of them take the photograph and then like do something like Eraserhead and Exorcist take the photograph and enhance them and manipulate them in ways uh, to do cool yeah. things like Alien to probably get some extra. I bet that's oh, man, that might be painted or might be a photograph. I don't know. Well, no, Alien doesn't even. Pho- Alien, Alien they, they did. That's a photograph. They went to space. That's a real. That's a real thing. I had heard that, but I wasn't sure, Jimmy. Yeah, what, totally what I, true. What <laughs> I like about the alien one is that that's not the egg. Like, that's that's no. a, that's something else. Like, it's it's yeah. it, it conveys exactly what you want as far as yeah, you know, it's not blood. Some some kind of egg being presented with something that's going to be born, but it's not of this world. That's very clear. Has the one of the best taglines you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like when, you're looking, yeah. when you if you actually want to compare it to the movie, it's like wait, that's not Alien. <laughs> that's not that's not a Xenomorph. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, also like love Doctor Fives. That poster is one that says this could only be made now, like uh, in this era. That's like, a very seventies, yeah, very early seventies poster for sure. It, it, Early seventies, late sixties, uh, like you're like that was in the like nineteen sixty eight to nineteen seventy four window. Like that's the only, you know, it's one of the only places they could go. Maybe like the um, framing, the font choice, like all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah, just the way that the images are. It's it's it looks like it was like clipped from a magazine, but it's drawn. It's the contrast of the characters with the backdrop of that's really sharp. Um, so it looks kind of like that, but it's it's an awesome poster and it's very stylistic and of it, you know, the font, yeah, the font, everything um, is great. Um, but keeping it creepy, I mean, if everything from mm-hmm. Texas Texas Chainsaw to the Alien Egg to Jimmy's favorite Halloween with the with the knife to the Jaws mm-hmm. with the huge, you know, all, keeping keeping things horrific but simple. Very yeah, suggestive yeah. about getting into it, and then we're gonna get to the eighties in a second where we'll, t- I mean they don't there's less holding back as far as what kind of content you're going to see in those films but just but stick here because there's plenty to talk about the 70s is halloween like the poster with the most like easter eggs in it that you don't realize till later 
Like, there's so many things going on in that book. Oh, it's so think, simple, yet, yeah. There's yeah. so Jim, much Jimmy, going Jim, on. Jimmy's, Jimmy's got to be the expert on that one, man. How many Easter eggs I, are in that poster? I, oh, I have no idea. I'm like, I, I just think it's one of the most... I, I, that that uh, it's For me, my love for that poster, we'll, we're talking about our favorites later, and I'll go into it later, but I just... Yeah, it's just a phenomenal work. It's a phenomenal work. The simplicity I mean, of it is terrifying. The, the fact that it took me so long to see the face in the fist just kills me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like yeah. I'm, I'm an adult male before I actually realized that that was a oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah, it's just... really... And talk about minimal. I mean, it's just called Halloween. There's a pumpkin and a knife. The night he came home. Who's he? You're going to find out. Like, it's so, like, right yeah. there. <laughs> it's, it's such a great way to, like, present this thing to you as a horror experience that you need to be a witness of. Um uh, the, uh, the the Jaws poster underneath, by the way, I think the thing that always freaked me out about that poster was the teeth, the the, yeah. the sort of misshapen yeah. and 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 slightly scattered teeth. It just just disturbed the hell out of me. The the great yeah, thing it, about- did, it, mm-hmm. it does not look like it'd be fun to get eaten by <laughs> that at all, at the, all. The the best thing that Shark that Jaws did <laughs> for like movie posters is like. The work's done for you when you have a shark movie because it's all—it's always going to be emphasized as being big. You don't see yeah. like a shark movie where it's like, "What if it was a tiny shark?" It's always this giant thing that emphasizes mm-hmm. that that sense of scale. Where regardless of what's in the actual movie, you all—it's you, not hard to like advertise that movie. I think that 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 certainly has to be a reason why there's so many shark movies because you can easily put a title together and say "Sharks in Space." What's that going to be? I don't care. But there's some people. They're small. There's a shark that's big that looks like a threat. Done. Like it's just it, it's so straightforward. And then you get to like the Meg eventually, and it's like, well, look how big this thing's it's eating the whole beach. Like, what what do we do? <laughs> uh open water has a great one too, where it's like that's just regular mm-hmm. shark. No, there's nothing, there's no tricks to that one, but it has the poster's great because it's like a giant fin in the in the in the foreframe, and then like two little people yeah. in the background. It, it, you can do so much with a with a shark just because people know what sharks are, uh, and they know that they're real. Um, so whatever crazy thing you do with them in the movie it's easy to convey a sense of like, okay, there's some kind of monster that exists out there and here we go. Like it, it, it works. Yeah. And Jaws, of you course, have... you know, huge selling book. Of course, the movie's called Jaws. I mean, it's, it, it's not, a, it's not a hard thing to sell yet. They still have a great poster for it. The, the, uh, the phantasm poster here is, is such a, is such a great representation of what a trip that movie is. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it's such a, it's such a beautifully, uh, it almost looks like it's hand drawn, and it and it's got mm. it's got it's got a little bit of everything that's weird from that movie, but it just it almost doesn't make sense until you see the movie, and then it still doesn't make sense. It's and, it's amazingly but, beautiful, and it's a cheapy too, and it's got this yeah. epic poster that looks yeah. like it's a more expensive, bigger studio movie than it's the independent thing that it is. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, to take it back a bit. Um... We talked. I mean, we talked over the Exorcist one a little bit, which is another like iconic thing as far as taking an image from the you know iconic. But that's it's the same thing. It's a best selling book, and it's like, what's the Exorcist? Here's this guy. Look at this atmosphere that's around it. It's a perfect shot. That's a it's a it's a great yeah. way to just like convey like here's this guy who's gonna take care of some kind of evil business. Like it's that's great. That's great stuff. Then next to it, I have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is just like a, another masterpiece of simplicity. How do you emphasize mm. this? Whatever that guy is, plus this wonderful sentence, who will survive and what will be left of them? 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That yeah. sounds so for a movie that has very little blood in it. That sounds so extreme. It's so hardcore. Yeah, you could easily see, you know, all the all the moms lining up to complain about this thing that they've never even, you know, never never would bother to look at just because of this. this oh, sure. Well, the three best, most disturbing things are on the poster: the hook, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. chainsaw, the chainsaw, and the skin on Leatherface's face. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's telling you what you're in for, and boy, then yeah. some. Yeah. Well, you know, people, you know, we're we're you know, and I'm guilty of it too. We live in a spoiler phobe uh, society now with movies and stuff. But like, we used to like because I think that part of the difference is is. We used to when we went to the movies, like a lot of people, we used to surrender ourselves to it. So if we knew what he looked like already, or if we saw the trailer scenes in the trailer, we didn't care because we just dropped everything and let ourselves go with the movie rather than going into movies with the mentality of like, I know what's gonna happen, or I'm gonna outsmart this, or I'm yeah. you know, and checking this off the list. Like you used to go and just let yourself go and let the movie do its work. But now people have studied it. A trailer so much or whatever and you know the old trailers used to give away so much and people these movies became gems classics the revelations in them were oh, wow cool because you let yourself go and just be invested in the movie and now i mean maybe it's just that we have so much media now and so many different things like devices mm-hmm. and stuff and our minds are in different places uh trying to comprehend more far more than we have the probably the comp capabilities of knowing how to do that it makes the cinematic going experience a lot different than it used to be. But so I can applaud a, you know, a, a marketing campaign that seems to want to know what it's doing. Like I wasn't a big mm-hmm. fan of the movie Smile, but I can apply what they did to market that film. Yeah, I, I do oh, think yeah. that it was very effective. You know, beyond just like the baseball game pranks and whatnot, which is that's cool. It, it's you know, it doesn't take a lot to say you got to see this horror movie. Just give you you know an image of somebody doing this creepy smile thing. In various instances, you're not spoiling much about that movie. You're just giving them, here's this thing. Mm-hmm. Go do with that what you will. Uh, you know, yeah. there, there's plenty of others that you know are similar, obviously, as far as which movies are successful in that regard. But I mean, that in it, yeah, you're right. In a world where we are, where it's very easy to learn a lot about a movie, whether or not you want to or not, in some cases, um, it's nice to see some studios go the extra mile to kind of preserve a sense of discovery when you're actually seeing something mm-hmm. by focusing on just an evocative piece of imagery mm. anything else in the 70s i know there's um, i think coming. the 80s we should start because there's a lot we gotta cover yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. so we're gonna get well, some I mean, yeah. yeah great yeah nope air new earth presents the 80s okay so the 80s <laughs> obviously you know the slasher movie that becomes a bigger deal and you have so many of them uh so you have a lot you know regardless of where you lie on slasher movies there's certainly a variety to be had and that certainly comes through in the amount of effort put into the artistry behind them because you have something like friday the 13th which has a wonderfully iconic poster um mm. and then it, it it's it's because you have so many sequels to these movies where you even those like change in form or what have you and they start to emphasize certain things which is interesting to watch over time uh but then you you know you have other slashes you have the burning uh the prowler whatnot and they all want to they want to somehow tell you the same thing there's a guy 
has some kind of weapon, going to kill a bunch of kids, and yet they have to make that distinct in some way. Uh, and in the end, of course, you're in the 80s now, uh, where for whatever reason, uh, we, we've gotten to a point where you can just show, you can show the blood, you can show the fact that there is something going, you know, there's some, not just the implication that someone's going to maybe get stabbed by something, but like a full on, like, here's the dripping blood from the remaining corpse that just was left behind. That's <laughs> ah. a lot to deal with. <laughs> That's a lot to get into. Blood, I mean, kni- blood, knives, and grabbing. That's that's, well, that's grabbing, prominent. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll prominent. Say, well, like a uh, double fact. So once they get over the get past a little bit of the hangover of the seventies with these posters, uh-huh. they then have a dual purpose of trying to attract people at a video store to rent a title. Yep. Um, with these posters, yeah. so you get the art changes in a weird way that it's trying to emphasize just curiosity, like waxwork at the very end, like. What the hell is this? I gotta pick this up. <laughs> you know, like I don't think it. You know, the theater. You're like, oh, I'll go see waxwork. But like going by at a video store, you're picking up waxwork. I have no idea though what they were trying to say with the maniac poster. I mean, it's so subtle. I'm like, I'm just looking at this thing. I mean, everything is extreme about this poster. Mm. That poster is extreme today. If that came out today, people would be pissed off by this poster, which I love it for that reason. Well, and also the uh, so like down there, the uh, yeah, but do you imagine if you were to look up on that, that'd be uh, Joe Spinell? Is the head attached to that body? <laughs> like oh, it's, yeah. a, it's always made me kind of giggle about that poster. Uh, the howling poster is great because today they wouldn't make that for the howling. That would be your like two years later Mondo poster for the howling. You're right. You're Indeed. right. They Absolutely. would never dare make that poster. I uh, feel like and I it's feel- iconic too. It's one oh, of the, It's a very clever way to show a werewolf movie without showing a werewolf on it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, exactly I feel like there. I feel like the the '80s that there was a section of the '80s that had these posters that were kind of just suggestive and 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 slightly mm-hmm. ba- slightly barren. Vamp, Cujo, mm-hmm. Poltergeist, yeah. The Howling, mm-hmm. Grem, Gremlins. Yep. Even even your example there, American Werewolf in London. It's so funny because there's nothing shown on that poster, but for some reason that movie poster is ingrained in my brain from the '80s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, saw, yeah. I saw it everywhere. Gosh, yeah. yeah, the only werewolf thing they give you is the full moon. Right, that's it. And yeah, yeah like, yeah. and it like it has to use words like because it's it's implying that there must be some kind of sense of humor, which there is. It's American Werewolf in London, but like just saying, yeah. you know, from the director of Animal House, here's a different kind of animal. It's like, well, what's that going to be? Who are these guys? Americans? <laughs> like they're looking at a at a full moon, like. I like that there is a sense of surprise that's going to come, especially for that movie where God, I love to be in that first audience for American Werewolf film, just seeing that transformation for the first time, given that it's the best one. Um, yeah. it, it just went, it must've been insane. Yeah, It must've been insane to watch a movie that, you know, it had, you know, even before that happens, it has its share of like suspense and thrills in there. Griffin Dunn gets killed or what have you, but it's like, what is the full extent of this going to be? And then to see, you know, to see him just turn into this monster, that must have been just like wild to watch on like an opening night screen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um what about the Boogans poster there, Jim? The Boogans poster is by far the best poster on this list. It is a brilliant film. It's a brilliant photo. It's a brilliant I, I to be honest, it is a great poster. This is a great 
they, it tells you enough about the movie. It tells you enough that doesn't give you any idea of what the boogans are really. Just the skull and, and like skeleton. We're just talking. I mean, just to to just clarify it a bit. It has like a big title of the boogans right there. Then it has a cabin in the yeah. woods, which is already mm-hmm. ominous. And then it has two big <sighs> green skeleton hands holding it from below. Uh, which is like, yeah. like what is with that? The ta- with the ta- with the tagline, "There's no escape." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is no escape. So we we know what the boogans are. I it's guess got a lot of words. Something shouldn't yeah. be disturbed. There's no escape, and then it's like ahead of not knowing, ahead uh, afraid to find out. It's got like a lot a lot of stuff to read. It seems like it needs well, to, it needs, no- to, it needs to justify the fact that it just made up a word and threw it at you. Boogans, what the fuck yeah. does that mean? <laughs> like. <laughs> Boogans, man, the Boogans. That's all I need to say. It's all about the Boogans. Obviously, the, among the iconic posters we have here, we have the Thing, uh, which is one of the mm-hmm. Drew Struzan posters um, that exist. Um, it gives you nothing. It gives you nothing. Yeah. Uh, but it, and you know, it has there's multiple taglines here because this one has like ultimate and alien terror, but there's also this man is the warmest place to hide, which is just a wonderful way to put it. But like, what a great way to juxtapose that with, you know, the body of somebody, and just whatever abstract coming right. out of it ambiguous i don't know what's going to happen here um and have to and have to and have to point out that of course struzan that that poster was conceived painted and delivered in less than 24 hours before he'd even seen the movie wow so it's 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 wow struzan struzan is just oh he's he's he's, he's a the, god yeah he's a god in, in, <laughs> yeah. the poster, in the poster world you know yeah. any anything and he's done all your favorites he's done the thing he's done back to the future he's done indiana jones it's it's you, you if you if you've seen a movie poster and liked it it's most likely a struzan poster especially from the 80s I always like that Evil Dead poster. Um, and I know there's varieties of Evil Dead posters because there's ones with right. like, with Bruce Campbell and an actress that's not in the film. <laughs> right. <was> also very <laughs> right. uh, to the chagrin of the actual actresses in the film. Um, yeah, exactly. But the, this one's real. I, I, you know, big hand coming out of the ground, and then just the per like we haven't talked much about like critic quotes and whatnot, or like you know pull quotes yeah. on the posters, just because. As it happened, you know, most of these are posters or teaser posters or things that are coming out before the movie actually gets released. But here you have like a Stephen yeah. King quote saying, This is what else are you going to do? This is the best. <laughs> like, this thing rules. Right. <laughs> like, well, a hell of I, an I advertisement, like... a hell of a way to get people to go to the theater. You got Stephen King, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the king of horror novels saying, This is the thing you have to go and watch right now. Like, right. Yeah. Well, and that yeah. Evil Dead poster, I always like it because it, it feels like the ultimate drive-in movie poster, like one of them, you know, like that'd be like on a, and then there's also blood beach, which kind of <laughs> has that same thing going, but not as well. Yeah. But like, um, but that poster just feels like it's perfect for like a drive-in double feature horror late night type thing. Like it's got that vibe for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, don't knock blood beach, man. That movie rocks. It does. It needs a Blu-ray. You're I agree. I agree fully. So I think I find interesting about some of the slasher ones, um, because we have Friday the 13th, we have Nightmare on Elm Street, and we have Halloween sequels coming in as well, among others. Mm-hmm. Um, you have these, especially these ones that have sequels, you have these ones that have iconic villains involved. And the posters, like, they slowly evolve to actually get you to start seeing just, like, the villain, like, mm-hmm. as as the thing that's represented. Mm-hmm. Like, Halloween take, Halloween take this time because you don't even have Michael really on there until four right as, four. as far as being in a poster the elm street yep, ones are exactly. interesting because it like much like the phantasm ones there's a lot of like 
you know, a lot of bizarre imagery going on without really telling you like, wait, what is this? Because mm-hmm. uh, you have you have this great shot of you know this 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 teenager in the bed, and there's like some kind of blade thing, and then like a weird face, but it's not like Freddy. Like you, like right. is, you're, but you're not seeing, no. you're not seeing a guy with a fedora wearing, you know, striped striped sweater. Uh, it, it, it's like if in the movie they found a book of mythology and they opened it up and that was like the drawing of Freddy in it. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And even then, you're not getting. I don't think you're really getting much of Freddy till like maybe Dream Dream Warrior. Like as far as that book. Uh, no, well, I mean, does two have them? Well, so Nightmare on Elm Street had two um, had the, the gloves. Same, two no, had two had the gloves. Yeah. Well, no, no. Had the, so Nightmare and Officer had the same artist through the whole way. And the second okay. one is Jesse hugging his girlfriend, looking in the mirror. Yeah. In the mirror, he's got like a skull type of face. He's mm-hmm. not Freddy, yeah. and he's got the glove on in that. Three, uh, you've got like the half of Freddy's head um, with the Dream Warriors. The fourth one, he's pulling his face apart. Um, five, he's, you know, you get it more clear with him going Shh, with the Dream Child. And then six... So they had the same artist all the way through. And then when it came to Freddy's Dead, they rejected his art for Freddy's Dead and went with the one with Freddy like reaching out and the mm-hmm. bus on it. But he made a beautiful poster mm-hmm. for that. Uh, got used for like a late s- special edition soundtrack. But like it was a beautiful poster for Freddy's Dead. And this guy, he does the posters all the way through. And then Freddy's Dead, like, ah, you're rejected. See you later. Uh, that's like, mean. But he's, he's, a, he's one, like the Elm Streets have just beautiful poster art um all through uh one through dream child and i uh, really like it and they have a consistency in artists which is, is a unique factor as well yeah and, and then yeah. like fridays make sense because you don't have like the hockey mask until three anyway so it's not like there's a iconic person to draw on those right away so it only like gets there right. eventually in as far as emphasizing the jason factor of it all right uh and they i mean they're not real i mean the so the one you have here, the final chapter, that was the VHS um, and for rental stores poster. Uh, the other one was just text. That was it. it just yeah, yeah it's just a text. And then, yeah. Same thing with A New Beginning. And then when that came to VHS, they picked some off-brand weird, didn't even look like the hockey mask in the movie. Didn't look like any hockey mask he wore uh, to use that for the VHS cover. Jason Lives, they got like the hockey mask by the cemetery and then they finally get back to like art stuff with new blood where it has half the face doesn't even look like lar park lincoln but uh it's half hockey mask half face and then uh jason takes manhattan gets its poster uh banned um yeah. and they have to go with a generic like cityscape with jason's mask over but they did the uh uh, I heart New York with Jason slashing through the heart, which is most brilliant yeah. advertising ever. Uh, one of I have that one in my house, um, a, rep- a, a reproduction of it. Um, oh, nice, awesome. Uh, just a cool poster for the cool vibe for that movie, and it right off the bat, just like New York, the New York Tourism Board uh, threatened legal action, and they got like, what is wrong? Yeah. That, that only will make people buy more shirts. You could probably get in with Paramount and start selling them with Jason on them. But slashers weren't celebrated back then, and '89 was the the death of the the beginning of the end for them until Scream would come out in '96. So yeah. it it wasn't like uh, where we're like nostalgic and like cherishing those times now. It wasn't like it was like oh god, another one of these. But yeah. Time, so. Yeah. Paramount was a bit, Paramount was very embarrassed by that series, and it's clear mm-hmm. by the effort they put into the posters. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, and two when they come out with two, it's just, it's just yeah. the the one poster again 
but less art, just an outline. It's got the axe, mm-hmm. and the axe has a little blood on it. There is one for two that's like an axe in a bed with blood in it. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I always thought three with the stuff for three, the three D stuff. Was yeah, pretty, it was pretty tasty. There's some cool um, stuff. Yeah, cool with imagery his, going on in some of that. Yeah, with the through the curtain, and then the one the three D one of yeah. him like reaching out through. Right. The, yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, they did. They did good, and that was their biggest movie. Yeah. Um, with biggest opening. Um, but yeah, so they did well with that, and then final chapter, you do something other than fucking text. Jesus, <laughs> I know. And then they I with know. the VHS cover, it's great. It's the knife. It's a it's a photograph, but it's a knife in there with blood under the mask with a knife through the eye. I'm like, like you held out for the VHS for it, but not the damn theatrical poster. But huh. I feel like um, vampire movies in the '80s, cool was the idea here right cool oh, like 100 oh, yeah. like that like you know beforehand when you're in the 30s through 70s <laughs> you have you have you know emphasis on like there's something alluring about this thing but it's still like a monster um you mm-hmm. every now and then you get like you you know you get your franklin gill or <laughs> you get your you get your um Jack Palance to emphasize the sexiness of Dracula, I guess. But the eighty eight George Hamilton, yeah. George Hamilton's, of course. Uh, Kinski, but yeah. but the eighties very much wanted to be like these are cool outsiders. Like that's really the case here. I don't I don't have like Bamp near, and Near Dark. I don't and, have the yeah. Near Dark yeah. poster out here, but Near Dark is that like there's a few Near Dark ones. Uh, but there's yeah. that cool one with like with uh, with with uh, Severin. Um, with like the bullet holes yeah. through him, but he's still he's wearing fucking sunglasses. He looks fucking cool. He, uh, yeah, there's yeah. two. There's two styles of that. One is yeah, that that one, and then there's another one which has the entire family on it, which is yeah. a little more, a little more rare. A little more, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you obviously you have this Lost Boys poster on here, which I've known this poster Paul catalog so much. <laughs> I've known this, yeah, it, exactly. And it's, I mean, we're gonna talk about the '90s in a bit, but this is, seems like the proto version of those '90s posters, as far as like look at all yeah. these cool hip yep. young people that are on top of this thing. Well, they don't even have what Feldman's not even on the poster, I and he's know. one of the biggest stars you of the time. No, you you only had room for one Corey. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and and uh, Alex Winter. Uh, they say yeah. <laughs> like we'd have those two and no Feldman. That's our deal. Uh, but this poster Crazy. is sick. Like it's a great. And I, like, yeah. I like Lost Boys. I don't love Lost Boys. I like Lost Boys, but like I love this poster. Like it's such a cool like for being such a you know. It's not telling you much beyond look how cool these kids are in it, but it's a great like summation of like the vibe that you want to get from this thing with the red background oh, yeah. and the saturated mm-hmm. like look and Keeper Sutherland being like, look how badass I am. Like it's just a, it's a really good poster. Yeah. Okay, poster. You're uh you have now you have reanimator here. Right. Uh-huh. What, yeah. what's what's great about reanimator uh, is that the two different styles, the artistic style and the sort of live action style, I think both work tremendously well just because of the idea of not only a severed head but the great Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West holding the 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 reanimation fluid is like it's key. It's the whole selling point to that movie. So but- seeing it in both art and real life versions right both tasty tasty. the thing i like about the art version is it looks like uh, and i I mean this is a high compliment it feels like it's either the picture of it in a like role-playing reference guide thing or an action figure you know like that's the box art for that or like if you're like playing like some sort of like like mad scientist and he's the picture and it tells you all the stats and how to play as one like it feels like that like i love it i love that art like i used to love 
uh, the, you know, I grew up in the eighties and stuff, but the storybooks of that time, the art in those, like my masters of the universe, just like kids storybooks had incredible art that it was like, it was really awesome, but also kind of spooky at the same time because of the, mm-hmm. just the detail and the more adult feeling nature of it. It just, yeah, it, I, I can't explain it, but the hand-drawn art was just on fire. And this is like the last hurrah here, right here in the eighties of some of the best mm-hmm. stuff before they start getting a little more um less free more focused and computerized so we'll get through i believe i asked you this when we did our child's play commentary but like the idea that the doll was a lie was not something emphasized in the marketing right it was was more of a suggestion well i mean the movie plays as if uh, is this gonna be andy is this gonna be chucky yeah the movie plays that way but like i because i look at the post and the posters it's it's not giving you much, right? Like right. It, it's no. especially compared to the rest. And I have a few Chucky posts on here for good reason because it becomes more about Chucky as far as the popularity of of that mm-hmm. of just of this killer doll. But that first mm-hmm. poster is just like someone fell out a window. That's ominous. There's some eyes in here. You can see that it doesn't look human necessarily. But like, what is that? Is it? But even the tagline is not necessarily saying like this toy is going to come and kill you. Uh, so it's. I, so I, and I like this, but like it's a silly poster as far as like it has lightning on it and whatnot, which is like, <laughs> emphasize a certain kind of moment. But it's you know if you if you look at this poster and said this is about a killer doll, a killer redheaded doll that's a child's toy, it's like oh okay, <laughs> like that's that's a choice. Yeah, <laughs> they know exactly what to do right after. <laughs> it's, oh right, yeah, yeah. After they, yeah, they know that it's like, well, the mm-hmm. cat's out of the bag at this point, guys. Like, let's play this up. Um, you do get these posters that just don't make sense to me, or just like feel off, and that's why I have like Serpent in the Rainbow on here because there's a lot of like, and it's scary looking though. It's scary that's, looking, yeah, yeah. but it's like creepy. And like, I mean, to an extent, it works because it is about like stereotypical uh, Caribbean island voodoo. Um, <laughs> but it's also. You know, it's a it's more fun than I think this poster implies. Also, absolutely. Um, um, but you also you know have like for the director of Nightmare on Elm Street on here, like it's it's giving you like a lot of info without like really spilling it up. But it's but it's that weird period where it's like outside of Shocker, that Universal period for Craven. Not it's not the easiest to sell. It seems as far as like what are these movies? What's people under the stairs? That's you know it's like <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, <laughs> But those were all great. But those were all great because there was that one period where Universal, where I can't remember, there was a regime change, and the guy loved horror movies, and so that's why you got things like people oh, for sure. stairs, well, like, Shocker, uh, Phantasm Two. You know, they they were they were all in that that little that little spot. Life wasn't force. he like this in between guy? He had a studio, and they like he connected with Universal, but like he allowed the filmmakers to have their final cuts before they went to Universal or some something like that. And he went to write to Carpenter and Craven and went with them. And we got like they live. Uh do we get Prince of Dark was Prince of Darkness one of those? Prince of Darkness one Prince of those. Prince yeah. Yeah. Prince of Dark, they, yeah, Carpenter did what two and then Craven did three under that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he was like some guy that like could yeah weasel up i forget what it is the story with that is but to emphasize the fun a bit more before we get to the 90s um you do have like you know there there are some parody posters and things right you have texas chainsaw massacre 2 is brilliant breakfast day riff yeah. po- breakfast poster club. Bre- sorry breakfast day breakfast club riff um among like there's 
plenty of others, not that I was like specifically calling back to certain or like playing off mm-hmm. of like the trends of the time. But you know, there's so many like slashers and splatter movies or what have you that you know there's <laughs> there are you know there's there's lots of deaths and murders but there's still like a fun time like and the there's a lot of posters yeah. that i think one like the chopping ball poster here for example which is not oh, yeah. i mean it it's a slasher movie. What, would you even call it a slasher movie? i mean it's a robot but it's like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah but um that's clearly having fun right i mean you you have you know you're it's about a it's set in the malls like what do we do here well what we you know show disembodied pieces and something something weird going on got, like like house which is just like the, the house poster is great key. too the great yeah 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 another another poster i would put on this list uh just in terms of weirdness and keeping in tone with the film would be videodrome i've always yeah. really liked oh, that yeah, poster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. um very weird, you know, the little image of, of James Woods and the TV in the background and just uh, really, really, really uh, projecting the weirdness that that movie's going to, that the movie's going to uh, to give you. Cronenberg yeah. posters in general, I think, accomplished that quite well in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About it. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Scanners was amazing. Well, that was, no, that was old before, but yeah, that's uh, amazing. Anything else in the 80s? I know we're... It's about time to jump in the 90s. Okay, boys. So, let's, so let's get into the 90s. And we've talked about the 90s as a you know a time period in general before, as far as you know, at least a, a portion of the 90s is a low point as far as the amount of stuff that we're getting. Um, but there's certainly types that are going on here because if you're, if you're dabbling in you know the end of days for slashes for a bit, and then you have the prestige coming in. So you have something like this child's play two poster, which as we mentioned already, it's Chucky full force being on the screen. Cause he's the star. Now he's the guy that you, you're coming mm-hmm. to see. And it's a great, it's a really fun poster. Uh, oh, great. As far as emphasizing, you know, this, uh, this little like clown toy getting dismembered <laughs> by, by evil yeah. Chucky. Um, but then you get something like silence of the lambs, which is, it's classy, it, but it's still like there's a tension there because you have this evil looking moth uh, being presented to you. But you have these names. You have Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Scott. I mean, there's there's real stars in this thing. Um, but like, and it's, you know, another best selling novel, of course, as well. Two for the new Scott Glenn movie, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he's on the poster. He certainly he had a, he, he, certainly, oh. he certainly had pull. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do get our, our share of monsters as well because we have like Tremors, which is obviously evoking the Jaws mm-hmm. poster. Many posters evoke the Jaws poster, but Tremors is doing its job yeah. yep. as far as showing like some kind of crazy things happening in this. I always forget that Kevin Bacon's name is singular above the title. I always forget that it's it's ah. just Kevin Bacon too. Cause it, you know, it's such a two, it, since it's such a two-hander between him and Fred Ward, it's like, wow, Kevin Bacon was really popular <laughs> back in 1990 apparently to get that. <laughs> Okay, Fred War wasn't in the Brat Pack, I guess, so that really counted him out. And that, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all Quicksilver. It's all Quicksilver. All Quicksilver. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> One of these. This is why I wanted, I especially wanted Abe to be here too, because there's so many of these that I've like seen in video stores that like, right? Like, which is what you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. as far as like what you're emphasizing, as far as to draw attention. Jason goes Midnight to Hell makes, is a masterful yeah. example of this. Uh, oh I, my god! I never saw Jason goes to Hell in full until I finally got that Shout Factory set a few years ago. But I definitely known this poster for all of my life ever since it came out because it's such a like it had a big cardboard hell? standee too. Yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, a big cardboard standee. For I, that. I remember this before 
before Blockbuster came in and wiped everything out and then eventually got a series to remind you how much you loved Blockbuster. There were all the mom and pop stores. Um, and, I, and I very much remember the mom and pop video shop around the corner from me had a huge Jason Goes to Hell poster. In it. And I'm like, I don't know what this is because I'm a tiny child and I don't watch these movies, but this is certainly getting my attention. Um, Can I? Yeah. that uh, Can I say because it's right next to it? Is there are no good Hellraiser posters, right? It's always like you're like if you take the title off, you're like, which one's this? Because it's always yeah, Pinhead all... holding the box, <laughs> right? Like, come yeah. see me this Agreed. fall in theaters. Agreed. Yeah. I I think I think that 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 a, a better poster would have been all of the Cenobites because that right. it, it really it really it really is you know it, it really is kind of at least for the second one because the second one sort of went into the lore mm. of the, the the backstory of all of the, of all the different Cenobites so it would have been nice to have you know a Mondo-esque but without being Mondo piece that highlighted all of that but it's they were just like oh Pinhead Pinhead's the star but it's like eh. I think the second one has the female one next to him so it's like right. oh look I brought it it's Hellraiser 2 there's two of us <laughs> <laughs> didn't help <laughs> and then, and then the, the bloodline poster's like that but it's got a red tint to it like right. come on it should yeah there uh, should be one that's all of them but it's like night breed style where they're all just like hanging out mm -hmm. black and white just like look how cool we are the set of bites that was the cool uh, poster but remember Nightbreed had a had a mm -hmm. had a previous poster that was just terrible it was just like a set of eyes yep yeah. Do you remember that poster? I, I somehow remember yeah. that. And I was like, yeah. I always wanted to, you know, the 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 one that had all of the, because it actually came, you know, the press kit came with an actual brochure that had all the different uh, monsters from Nightbreed. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, wanted to see that 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 full Nightbreed poster that had all of the uh, the, the, the the monsters from it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, geez, that that uh that, that Nightbreed poster with the eyes. It mm. looks like it'd be like the cover of it's like uh like yeah young adult uh, novelization version of it yeah it's than... really bad yeah. and it sort of talks about how this girl's boyfriend you know so it sort of makes her the lead character which is weird because she's not the lead mm -hmm. character in the movie so it's 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 a weird poster yeah but again it's a weird marketing campaign because obviously they took it away from clive barker and did weird things with it and things that he didn't want to do which of course then led but to the beautiful um you know uh, clive barker the the original cut the nightbreed mm -hmm. original cut which came out for so it, it, very weird marketing and and whole thing surrounding that i don't think they knew what they to do with that movie right at all, you know like yeah it's and i yeah i've always been a fan of it and like i think you i think was it you and I talked, Jason, with that mm. uh, longer cut came out and stuff? We were like, oh, and we're about everybody. We're like, we have to emphasize, we did like the theatrical cut. I did, we saw yeah. promise, you know? Like, Absolutely. It, yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, this bad no. movie, now I finally like it. It's like, no, we liked the original cut, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely did. Yeah. I don't want to get too far past it, but the Army of Darkness poster. Uh, being this kind all-timer. Yes, being yeah. this kind of, especially no, like, knowing where... For horror fans, they certainly know that it's the third Evil Dead movie, but like knowing where Evil Dead was at and then being like, now you have this kind of parody of a Sword and Sandals movie, like a, or a, or a Conan movie uh, with Bruce Campbell, like ripped with a chainsaw. It's like, what is this going to be? But it's this wonderful <laughs> right? image that has all kinds of things going on with these like, you know, this little, the, the Harryhausen stuff going on and everything. Mm -hmm. It's uh... all of them are ridiculous because there's that one, that red one, the overseas one where he's yeah. like yeah. big and muscular reaching up yes. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. The muscles are a little, little, little. Extra well, that one's the on that one's the posters. most serious. <laughs> that, yeah, that, right. that international poster, <laughs> right? Right. Uh -huh. I uh, mean, it fits the movie. To be honest, let's be real. That look at it. Yeah, that that's yeah. perfect for Army of Darkness. It mm -hmm. Absolutely is. It represents it rather well. 
It does. And then we do have the we do have the we have the, the continued prestige of that time as far as the ones that are emphasizing like the adult drama uh, mixed with the horror, which you've talked about plenty on this podcast as far as that 90s period goes, where you have something like Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. where you have Interview with the Vampire, you have Wolf, um, you have these these movies that are touting big Oscar winning names and directors um, and, you know, Mar- you know, blockbuster movies, you know, Tom Cruise is the, you know, in a in a, in a, in a debut uh no uh jordan neil, no. wrong neil neil jordan, neil jordan. Right. Neil, um, right. <laughs> uh you know doing these things with these you know big performers there's so much emphasis there mm-hmm. um i guess that like tails off of like sleepy hollow towards the end of the end of the decade um and then and I, I know there's a big thing coming that we'll get to as far as these 90s posters uh but um is species the like the last thing of like geiger is that the last like big geiger project that came out Hmm. Uh, I think so, right? Probably. Like, like I know he's worked on stuff, but I feel like that's the last like H.R. Geiger designed this, and that's what we're emphasizing as far as the the horror of this goes. I would say so. Because I mean, he I, came back for Alien Three. I was say, like, after that, it's, it's still like Xenomorph stuff. But I mean, yeah, in terms of like right. a new thing coming out of the guy, the world of Geiger, it feels like Species is the last one. But you look at this poster, yeah. certainly owes a lot to Alien. I mean, you look at I mean, it's this green orb of something being birthed in some degree. Like it's still, it's, yeah, one hundred percent. It's, it's all like his, looking him up. Right now, just his his credits are just like original creature design past this, mm. pretty much. And mm. then he worked on he did an Apex Twin video in 1999. Oh well, we all remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, and you know, there's other like creature features that we already talked about tremors, but there's things like uh, what the the relic. Um, there's Anaconda, of course, mm-hmm. uh, which has another good tagline. Um, but of course, there is the big thing in the 90s, which was dimension and miramax got all these you know hip young actors mm-hmm. and we're gonna put all their faces on the poster <laughs> we get to the real version of this and uh scream almost got away with it by just having uh uh you know drew barrymore uh but then it's like oh the home release has all the faces we got all, we got all well the it was the, yeah, that was the the theatrical encore run uh they re-released the po they did another poster and that's what um, i had that the and that's they added they added the people and they added yeah. Skeet Ulrich with facial hair on it yeah, well, that's, like that's the nobody thing. gave a fuck. They start, yeah, they start just emphasizing the fact that this actor who is popular right now is in this thing, and it applies to more than just the horror movies. It applies to pretty mm-hmm. much anything that was that was coming from Weinstein, that was coming from Miramax. Yeah, you look right. at the posters for like, like Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back has Chris Rock from Dogma on the poster. <laughs> like that's, that's right? what they're doing. Right. <laughs> like, Which. Oh. It, well, speaking of the, so the ski obviously bugged because he had the face like he didn't have facial hair in the movie or anything. It confused so, me because I saw that post so, before I ever saw the movie. <laughs> gotcha. Well, so I you know my my senior year of high school my uh my last play uh that we did um I had to I had to have a clean cut for it but I had a goatee back then so when they did the cast photos or whatever outside. I left it on so I could have it and do the Skeet Ulrich where you saw me outside with it, but when you went in into the play, I, I was clean cut. It was my little tribute to the screen poster, so I, I did that on purpose because I was like, I would yeah. be like, like with Skeet Ulrich, you know, scream, and you go, you see the guy, you're like, oh, okay, he's playing a high school kid, okay. And you go in, he's like, no, where, where's that guy? Oh, oh, it might be him. So I did that. That That's poster inspired me. I give you props for that, my yeah. friend. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. 
<laughs> but yeah, they didn't. They, you know, they didn't stop the screams. Of course, they they went to like no. every slash movie was coming out. You have the, the Halloween movies caught on the trend. H two O and Resurrection mm-hmm. both did the same thing. The Faculty, mm-hmm. Urban Legend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I know what you did last. I summer. know what they mm-hmm. both. I know what you did last summers. Um, and everyone, you Even know, Chucky it, joined it. I, 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 yeah, the, Chucky, Chucky parodied it. Chucky though. parodied it with yeah, the Scream hilarious. Two poster by having, two, having Chucky and um and Jennifer Tilly's. Uh, yeah, so funny. Um, um, and and when you have the actors on, what I especially like is they're all getting blue steel to the camera. Uh, that seems to be like the, yeah, the way to go. Right? Especially Jerry O'Connell on the Scream Two poster. Uh, he is specifically giving like a replaced by Liev Schreiber on home video. Yeah, yes. ah. <laughs> that was such a weird. Wow. Like, all right. <laughs> but at least they all have their proper haircuts in the Scream Two poster, so they got that going for them. Because the Scream One yeah. is like, look how look, look at all of us in our styled hairdos outside of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, and well, they originally put uh some facial hair on Nev Campbell for this, but they decided to scrap it. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the faculty's like it's Scream meets Independence Day, like yeah. the way the poster looks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what the movie was. Come it's on, it's close. It's close. Uh, we yeah. we're gonna get to more of this in the 2000s, but the remake era is you know picking up uh, once again. Uh, you get your remakes um, and the Psycho poster. Uh, it knows what it wants to do. It's like, well, you've seen Psycho, so what are we gonna emphasize? The thing that you couldn't see in the poster we talked about way at the beginning of this episode. Uh, what's that movie about? Who knows? Now, here's the emphasis on the shower scene. <laughs> like, here's what you got. Here's here's our way to to entice you to see our remake of Psycho. Yeah, uh, well, that's the yeah. remake that just. Said, didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't work, but that's I I think that's a seminal moment where it's like, hey, anything can be remade because that was sacrilege yeah. at the time. And right. since that, and the next thing you know, Texas Chainsaw gets remade, and then everything you know, there's movies that were like, we remake ones that didn't work before and try to make them better became ah well, let's do it again. Yeah, this, for everything so. or updates of things that maybe dated a bit with like the fly or. Or your the thing, or you know, when they were doing that, it wasn't. It remakes had a different. There's a different mentality to the remake back before Psycho. Like I feel like that's well, a pivotal moment in uh, film remake history. Is that Psycho remake because someone just opened the door for fucking everything, even yeah. regardless. Because Van Sant said, "Well, somebody was gonna do it." Uh, a shot for shot uh, remake. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, not even. I mean, just yeah. yeah but, nobody was going to do that. Jesus. Uh, what do you think got their head on the most of these posters? Hartnett has two. Yeah, Hartnett has a lot. We'll just for two different things. So, so for two different ones, that's true. Like Jamie Lee Curtis has two for. Joshua Jackson yeah. had a chance for Scream Two, didn't work. Same with Sarah Michelle Geller. She could have been on Scream Two. That didn't happen. There's probably uh, versions of it laying around with different people. I wonder how many roster lineup switcheroos of scream two planning and scream three planning of posters there is like uh, how many like in the scream three like Dion richmond's on it and he has like two lines in the movie um but i'm just Schreiber might how- be on a few right because he has phantoms and scream two and there's got to be like another one with him he was a lot he was in a lot of miramax stuff yeah uh he wasn't on the ransom poster but um <laughs> yeah yeah, who? Uh, yeah, so Usher, he had the uh, what lighted up had a similar looking poster. 
Is he on the She's uh, All That? Put no, because that's just Freddie uh, Prince and Cook on there. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Look, how could I forget? Purple, it? purple, and orange. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, did American Pies have floating heads? Because uh, William they... Scott was on Final and... Destination. And then Tara, oh, yeah. Tara Reed would have a few as well. Mm. Yeah, Tara Reed. Um, well, the Rebecca word... Gayhart could have been on Scream too as well. Or McGowan yeah. is on a few. Or, no, because she's not on the screen post. Or is she? No, she's not on the nope. screen poster. Nope, she's not on screen. But Phantom, Phantoms is my common denominator here, guys. <laughs> so. Phantoms is a bomb. And then, and then Ben Affleck might win a lot from that, just from being on Phantoms and a bunch of other Miramax dramas. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the, when the screen got, uh, went true. back out, it had Drew Barrymore. It had David Arquette clean cut. It had mm. Leave Schreiber with a leather jacket with facial hair and then nev campbell and courtney cox see uh, the 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 flaw of scream being like let's not kill those lead three they might win by default just because they're on all the scream posters <laughs> right so if you have yeah, you true. have arquette campbell and cox on one through six or five um <laughs> that, uh, that, that's gonna help of course they change yeah. studios so they're not always gonna be dimension. Uh, mm-hmm. um all right We've talked a lot about the uh, the the cast cast poster things, which continues into the two thousands. Um, yeah. You still get the final destination that has some fun with it, uh, at least in that first one, because it has like they're all dead to some, they're like you know, like superimposed with skulls on their faces. Well, what's cool is actually there's a lenticular version of that poster that's quite tasty, actually. Um, mm. That 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 has the skull versus the versus the face. So that's mm. a that's a that's a neat one. That's cool. I had the uh, lenticular of uh, species too. So we're talking, we talked about species because well, it's the monster and the someone. And, someone at the video store saved it for me because I had a video store I would go to and they would let me pick through the posters before. Because some video stores would have a box that would just be like take them. Um, but yeah. I had friends that helped me back like ones and and they they specifically were like this is a cool one. I don't know, the movie sucks, but I was like, I'll take it. You guys held it for me. I'll take it. Huh. So, and I so I put it up and you'd walk by and it'd be like. Sill, and then it'd be like Natasha Henstridge. It'd be like Sill, Natasha Henstridge. So, pieces <laughs> two. As far as the two thousands goes, I mean, the I can't, I couldn't find like a common theme just beyond if they're all very glossy. Like that's that's the we we've gone we've gone we've gone far away from art at this point. We 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 got got away from that from a while ago. As far as like seeing drawn art uh, back in the nineties yeah. when we emphasized you know cast headshots. Uh, here it's a mix of things. You get you get you get the cast photos in some instances still. Uh, some you have a return of the monsters, so you have like the Jason X poster, which has Jason plus new and improved Jason, which is amusing. Um, and then it's either an emphasis on the stars or an idea, but less on original art, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I you know I don't care for the movie, but the Underworld poster is cool. I don't know why. Oh, it is. So yeah. I included that because for a good reason. Um, because you get a lot of, like Blade is like this too, where you have these like action horror hybrids. You get a lot of that coming out of the two thousands because of mm-hmm. you know the Resident Matrix. Evil and, the, yeah. the, the, the Matrix yeah. kicks yeah. things into that gear where it's like, look how let's make stylish action scenes and stuff and combine it with genre in some way. What's a genre that sells? Fucking horror, of course. What can we get? Let's get Kate Beckinsale with a gun in front of a full moon of a werewolf imposed on top of it. Like that's you know mm-hmm. that that's a that's an easy concept to put out there. Um, mm-hmm. The the blade ones, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of 
that kind of thing. I have these two high tension posters on here because you can see the difference in what they're trying to emphasize. The French poster is like there's you know creepy guy doing something. The American poster is like Cecil de France has a fucking stick with barbed wire on. He's ready to like pounce. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know Hollywood knows what it wants to do as far as emphasizing certain kind of things. I do like the. Yeah. Uh, Final Destination 2, that, that takes like the next step forward of Floating Heads and be like, what about if we show their whole bodies and they're just standing <laughs> around? It was a Nightbreed tribute. The torture porn stuff is interesting because it, it really does sort of focus on the on the grizzled aspects yes. of Saw, Hostel, yeah. House of Wax. Everything is, is grizzly or dripping and Saw, saw, of course, especially at fun because every year you have a new yeah. number yep. to emphasize. So, so defi- put... Definitely some creative stuff in the in the in the later Saw posters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and what? Which one is the one? Is it the Saw three? What? No, it's four. Where like, where um, there is blood in the ink for the posters, right? For, for like for like Tobin Bell's oh. own blood or something like that. That was a big or like the so blood. There was like a big yeah. blood drive in general where like they. Dude. Yeah, every year there'd be a blood right, drive yeah. with a Saw movie. Yeah, that was a really cool thing they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I know there's multiple posters for these, but like Saw 3, I just want to like, you know, you start off with this. There's a few Saw posters, obviously, but like there's the sawed off mm-hmm. hand and leg and stuff. But there's all, but you know, by the time you're at three, Jigsaw's a star, right? So you got to put him on a poster also. Like just yeah. like Chucky right. became a star, yeah. just like all these slashes became a star. Jigsaw is a face of that franchise outside of. The bear, the reverse bear trap, and the fucking puppet thing. You have Tobin Bell, like he's a and he's the a big thing mask thing. Yeah, so I had a lot of big iconography. Yeah, like the, you know that's <laughs> too much. Pretty... Someone say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 had a lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you're not Jason. You're exactly right as far as yeah, the emphasis on the mayhem that's going on in some of these movies, even like this House of Wax poster. Uh, it's it's giving you what the thing is, where it's like they've taken bodies and <laughs> turned them into wax figures, and it, it looks not not fun <laughs> for someone. How refreshing is it that that the House of Wax poster, though, for a slasher film for that time, did not feature the Talking Heads? It's, it's a really cool poster. It is. I really mm-hmm. like that poster. Especially well, had, especially given that cast, that easily could have been a to- like yeah, a, to- a floating head sure. poster. You had yeah. Paris Hilton, Alicia Cuthbert, um, and Michael yeah. Murray, Chad Michael Murray, yeah. Jared Padalecki, like. That's a who's who of CW and reality show talent. Yeah. So those are those are yeah. people begging to be floating heads on a poster. Yeah, and they, didn't, and they, they got but thanks to thanks to uh the the skills of of Black Adams Young Colette Sarah, we got mm-hmm. this poster and sets. <laughs> um uh, but we okay, yeah, so we do get to some of these other things. Like we have paranormal activity starts, and this is a it's it's almost old fashioned in what it's doing because it's giving you it's giving you a lot of text. It's giving you a very simple thing, which is just a frame from the film. Um, but it's a good one. It's got, you know, just what is this movie about? Okay, it's two people in bed and they're seeing a shadow on a door. What? I think to some degree, too, like you're saying old fashioned throwback, the Final Destination 3 poster kind of does that, too. That's the roller coaster? The, the roller, roller coaster. coaster one. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's not like it, there's like a sense of like not artful. It's almost photography. And it feels like it could have been like a VHS cover. For some for some movie that would be like the Carnival Hell or something like that, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of throwback like that as well. Yeah, I really like this Drag Me to Hell poster because it's like, 
Oh so yeah. What else are you going to see? <laughs> I, guess it, yeah. I, I like well, the whole premise of the movie is we're telling you up front what's going to happen. You just got to see what goes on here. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's all, it's almost like a lighter, colorful version of the Evil Dead poster. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Different yeah, angle. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Cloverfield one, it's uh, the reverse Escape from New York poster. Um, uh, by design because um that was one thing abrams talked about with it and so when i was in one of my apartments in los angeles my roommate and i had the cloverfield and escape from new york poster which i still rock to this day with the statue of liberty head on the ground we had them next to each other mm-hmm. oh that's cool yeah nice. you guys sound really clever it's pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> and, Very you all missed out on my cleverness oh my gosh I do like there's a number of like Stark posters going on here, like the I Am Legend poster. I mean, obviously, it's about the last man on Earth. And uh, I do like that tagline. It's pretty straightforward. The Iron and Man simple. poster. <laughs> um, the... the orphanage is I, I love both. You, you paired the both, the, the Miss and the, the orphanage. Yeah. Uh, those are really beautiful classic posters. Very, uh, I, I, I'm a sucker for that Miss poster. That really tells you a little bit. T- doesn't tell you anything that's going on in there, but my God, that's such a. It's both cool. of those two, two are my favorite from that period. They that's... were again not the Talking Heads. So unique, so beautifully done. The Miss poster, I think, the fact that Tom Jane's holding his son in it really adds to that poster because it easily just be it does. It could easily just yeah. be a guy standing in front of back, nothingness, yeah. which would be effective. But the fact that there's a child involved, it just gives you this realm of possibility as far as how personal this movie's going to take it, as far as this unknown. Quality. It's either spooky or full of wonder. Like mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. you don't know. <laughs> That's what it's cool about it. It's true. Okay, so moving on to the 2010s up to now. Um, that Wolfman poster's ass. Yeah, what I want to, what I want to emphasize here is a lot of posters suck uh, going into this, this into the last decade. A lot of posters are really bad. Um, yeah, it, it's it, and it's it feels like it's trying to call back to things like you have yeah the Wolfman and once again it has Academy Award winning actors. It has you know, but it it's bad. Like it's it's nothing. There's it, nothing here. That, it, it feels like it, it's like the it came to VHS. Uh, cover but it's and it didn't do well in the theater so we need to emphasize the actors because our poster didn't before but this was the actual theatrical poster and yeah. and then you have my soul to take west one that's of, not bad i mean it's but i i just feel like it's a fall from grace as far as his posters are concerned because it's like what yeah you go you go from like you know beautiful art designs of nightmare on elm street to you have a group of kids uh, it's in three. It emphasizes the fact that it's in three D. Better it, than the music a, from the heart it's, poster. It's putting a. It's putting a lot of bona fides on the top. Being it's Wes Craven. Yeah. It's from this guy that did all these things. And what is this thing about? I don't know. Uh, some kids get in trouble. I, I mean, there's just yeah. it's just not it's not <laughs> yeah, a lot there. Some kids getting into trouble. I would say I would say a lot of the a lot of the stuff from the from the 2010s to be honest, especially the the ones you've selected here. The imagery just isn't really that interesting it's not very yeah. it's not very stark that the images that they pick that they feel are i guess horrific are a little mundane and a little a little unengaging especially yeah. that 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 one for the conjuring and stuff i don't know it just like here you go it's a horror movie yeah I, I, yeah 
just feel like it deserves so much so much more i, I mean I, I like the conjuring post i mean it's not a yeah i was I gonna like, say i like that one well because i like because I, I like like I that i like that there's the noose here and that there's like the hanging body in the shadow like there's just there's implication there that's at least it's something compared to the other ones that i'm also looking at here as far as what they're trying to emphasize there's a better it follows poster than the one you selected i chose that on purpose um okay. <laughs> we'll get back to it um I, I do think your next does the job as far as trying to be like, hey, remember slasher movies? Um, yeah. And uh, I didn't put this up there, but the Strangers post, which is actually 2000s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Strangers is a great poster as well, um, as far as emphasizing mm-hmm. that yeah. the, the mystery and home invasion aspect. Um, I do I do like this Cabin in the Woods poster. I like the idea that it's it, it, it's trying to subvert something and you don't quite know what cube I, five the cabin <laughs> in the woods is this a hellraiser movie is it a cube sequel i don't know what's gonna happen here um uh-huh. there also is the trend uh, that came alive in the 2000s of let's put a bunch of text in front of your image which you can see in the evil dead uh poster yeah. uh that that it's that, the social network poster right that's the one that started it right it's one of the ones yeah that was a big one that did that um and then it followed through in a lot of movies um from every genre thor did it morning glory did it uh like there's just it's a it's a really weird pattern as far as just put a bunch of text in front of everything let's let's see how that goes um um what else about the you know the final girls one which is a film i adore to pieces the the poster's like okay you have the right idea but maybe you didn't get the right artist yeah like it's almost it's almost there like it's like okay you have you're the outline guy you did good now we pass it to someone else and it it's like nope wait we don't have any time or money left so that's your poster it's like okay it missed it missed the final step apparently (laughs) yeah like it's almost like it's i like i get it but i'm like the execution's not there yeah for sure for sure I, i like crimson peaks that's really cool. That one that oh, feels like one that's it, it is, and it's it feels like it's dying to be a lenticular poster. <laughs> that's the yeah, thing. and I don't think one actually exists. That nope. maybe, maybe maybe there was like an online motion poster or something like that, but I don't think there was like a standee that had what it is with that. Yeah, get uh, out looks like the back of the box. Yeah, th- that's the other pattern <laughs> that we get in a lot of like. Yeah. Even, I think like Ma is similar, and other like Universal ones, like in like Blumhouse ones in general. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like just weird scattered imagery to like show you highlights of the film get out one's interesting because it has that's like the clear shot you get of that mask in that movie because you don't mm-hmm. really see caleb landry jones wearing that thing right much at right. all in the actual movie um and even this movie like there's not much to go on as far as what this movie's about you just probably know what get out is before you even see the poster at that point <laughs> true um but you get to some of like the hit films that you had, like the it one. It's another one where it's like, you're, you're already knowing what you're getting into at that point. Right. It's like, it's about Pennywise, yeah. it's about that clown. So how do you, so what do you do? That's mm-hmm. new with that. And I do think it does a good job as far as evoking something where you have just the, you know, just the tease of it. I think what the chapter two does more with Pennywise, right. Isn't it more of a full on. Yeah. Image of him. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I prefer this one though. I like the simplicity of it. I like, because you, most of us have read it. Most of us had, or at least aware of it, or the television movie, and that is such a just iconic image of Georgie. I really like that one a lot. There's um plenty of indie horror and like A24 films or whatnot coming through this time period as well. Mm-hmm. 
they just run the gamut as far as exploring ideas, um, which I kind of yeah. like. There's a lot and of they ways. always have they, A24 also has a lot of alternative versions yes. of some of these posters that they yeah. sell on their on their site that are actually really interesting. Yeah, like the the witch has a number because like, it has like this main right. one, but it has like the Philip black, black Philip is like a big featured the goat is featured on one of them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have these, you have the other one that they have here, like you have the lighthouse, uh, which would emphasize the lighthouse naturally, um, but you have you know. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's almost a parody of the heads poster as far as like, yeah, I guess those guys are in it as well, like kind of on the side. Yeah. Right. Uh that Midsummer feels like it's deliberately trying to warn you against seeing this movie as far as like, here's what you get into. Like, give <laughs> if you dare, I guess. It's so I feel like Midsummer's going for like throwback, some sort of throwback. Oh, uh, it feels like, like seven it feels like it yeah. has a 70s vibe going for it. Yeah, but... yeah. Us is yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, the yeah. Oscars is great. Invisible Man is very disappointing. I love yeah. that film so much, and that is such a wasted opportunity to do more with what they had there. You know, I, I oh, it's a hand. Oh yeah, cool. I mean, there are so many cool moments in that movie that they could have probably pasted on there, and it would have been far more engaging than this. They could have done like you know what? Uh, I know the suit is a reveal in that movie yeah. to see but man a lenticular where if you walked by it was nothing if you, mm-hmm. you walked one way it, you could see him that'd right? be kind of cool oh, yeah. absolutely. absolutely but you know half of Elizabeth's lost face is you know radical so <laughs> yeah exactly and that, that paw print <laughs> she, we, she's in the movie we move past it a little bit the, the purge posters especially after the first purge after mm-hmm. the first Purge movie, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, they 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 stopped. They you know they got more and more into. We are directly mocking things that are happening in the government at a right right now. Right, um, I yeah. believe, and I believe the first the first purge is just a hat, a red hat that says the first purge on it. Like it's not it's not making any excuses for what kind of what it's trying to say about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it that it that is fun. The, the idea that the, the series could exist that you know the first entry is this backdoor look into uh, what we want to say about American politics. And by the time you're at you know the last purge, it's the full on just <laughs> push into uh, uh, border regime and uh, what have you. Uh, and these posters all seem to want to emphasize that in various ways uh, as as screeds on the on the culture. Um. Anything else? Anything else to highlight for where we are now with move with horror movie posters? I don't know that there are many that I would buy to put on my wall. Like it's just yeah, that's a good point. As yeah. we as we Not continue, really. yeah, as we go from like eighties to nineties, it starts really. There are some really cool nineties posters and stuff, and but like once we hit that mid nineties part, like it's not as many. They're like, ooh, I gotta have this one, and I, and, I, and, I, and and I would say for actual movie posters as opposed to say say you know uh, artistically drawn you know Mondo style you know uh, uh, screen prints, I would say a twenty four is probably does the best um, yeah. alternative mm-hmm. style of the of their uh, on their site when they uh, sell alternative versions like, of, of their of the posters. I really like that, like it's simple and stuff. But I like I like the look of like the pearl poster. Mm. recently that's absolutely it's been a cool the barbarian one is awesome i, I that's like that's a good that. poster that's yeah. a very good poster well let's we'll talk about that a little bit as far as the mondo stuff is concerned what and and other 
um, you know, providers. I mean, the, we're in an age where, and it's not just horror movies, but movie posters aren't generally that good. Like it's, mm-hmm. it feels special to put together those lists at the end of the year because that's pretty much it when it comes to like the ones you want to highlight as far as top tens or top twenties go. Uh, but now well, you it's do- the overload of digital stuff, like mm-hmm. 80 billion character posters, all this, like mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. one good one. <laughs> Not a, it's impossible now. It's just retread, retread, retread. It, yeah. it is. I mean, there's still a few occasionally. Something yeah, always, something's always going to come yeah. along. But yeah, I mean, you can look. You yeah. can, it's very easy to Google like poster trends for movies and find like these, you know, collages of all these posters that have the exact same thing going on, whether it's, you know, right. uh, two people leaning against each other or a close up of an eyeball or amber and blue, colors amber and blue with like some kind of strike through between it and having characters faces mm-hmm. on each side, obviously floating heads posters, as we emphasize plenty. I mean, there's it, the best it, posters. It's a matter of, I get the idea of like, you know, you, yeah, you hook them fast and sell them, you know, the big stuff that you got to show off and that's it. But the, the, the dearth of creativity uh, very much shows uh, in a, in a lot of these movies. Um, at the same time though, there has been the emergence of things like Mondo or bottleneck gallery or any number mm-hmm. of, of cool websites that have that, you know, champion artists and, you know, create these screen prints that you can get, um, and I know, you know, a lot of those artists, they do go on to actually put to actual poster design and whatnot. Like they, yeah. they, 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 these do serve as calling cards in a lot of instances, which is good for them. Um, yeah. I, I just have to wonder, like the studio's got to be aware. They have to license stuff out or something like that. Like, yeah. And the popularity of those and how quickly those sell out. I know they're limited pressings and stuff, but they have to be like, wow, why don't we like, do stuff similar to this for ours but they don't they stick with really bad stuff really basic mm-hmm. really and it's and like people are always impressed by the these side shoot mondos um bottleneck like all them and you'd think they would go for something but they just do not they're worried about like well we need to clearly have these people's faces on the poster so they know who's going to be in the movie and i I think even the general audience member nowadays is more aware of the movie they're going to see than they used to be where that might be a concern. Certainly on that level. And that's why it gets me that they can't design better things for these massively popular movies that have generic posters. I can understand it like on Netflix when you're scrolling past stuff and you just want, it just shows you like actor's head. Fine. I understand like you need to get Mm -hmm. your, someone's attention quickly and you just use like a simple frame or whatnot. But when, you know, when you look at some of these movies that are, you know, the biggest grossing ones of the year mm-hmm. and you see like there was just no effort put into advertising this thing in any kind of way or, you know, it's like, but why? Like, why, why, why not put that effort in? Why not have something cool to represent this? Movie? Right. Exactly. I mean, the art, the art of the movie poster has kind of died a little bit because because we're saying we're looking at, at, at movies that do really well. And then the, 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 you know, the Marvel films and we're looking at those posters and we're going, hey, and studios are, are not smart enough to go. No, no, no. Let's do an artistic poster. They're going Marvel makes money. That poster, that style makes money. Mm-hmm. Let's copy that. So it doesn't matter what the movie is. 
you see yeah. that poster, it looks like a Marvel poster. So they go, oh, you know, maybe it's similar. Maybe we'll make more, you know, make people mm-hmm. come in and see it that way. It's it's a it's a disturbing trend. You almost want to see them copy something that's artistic and go, oh, listen, this artistic mm-hmm. poster did really well. Now everybody's going to do it. You know, it's, it's, it's spe- really it's really quite a shame. It's especially weird. It's an for, afterthought. It's a, it is an afterthought. It's especially weird for for a lot of these comic book, comic book movies where they're adapting comic books like. This right? should not be a hard thing to do, and it's wild. Right. It's wild that outside of like a Logan poster, all of the X Men posters have been always terrible. Like that's something I've always like. What like how did they you... try to fit too many full body people into like clear view in one? Yeah, frame? yeah it's bad. They are just always yeah. awful. And somehow Sony went from having like really cool Spider-Man posters to having the worst fucking Spider-Man Awful. posters. Like remember the Raimi films? Ooh. Like even if you don't like three, mm. that is a really cool poster of like this black figured Spider-Man in the rain that's evocative and it likes like what the you know there's some kind of drama going on here versus having Tony Stark and Spider-Man both featured like three times each on the same poster for Spider-Man Homecoming. It's like, what are we doing? Uh, like, and when they, when, they, when, they, when they re-released the last Spider-Man movie, came out full oh floating, God, floating yeah. heads Marvel. Oh, you, oh, had, you, had, yeah. you had Toby, yeah, Toby Maguire, you had uh, Andrew Garfield. Everybody was on their total floating heads. They're, they, you know. It's... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I can only hope uh that at least in the realm of horror a genre that has so much expansiveness we can get some more creativity that's outside of the indie studios that produce these movies um but we'll have to see i want to get to what we want to emphasize as far as posters that we've picked personally um and and what we want to like spotlight as some of our favorites um when it comes to horror movie posters and before i get to what you guys have to say i want to i want to read off what abe has contributed to all this because he did take the time to put together a list and descriptions for his stuff and um it's i think it's very important that we make sure to get to it so i'm going to read what he wrote here to me to read on here he writes uh, there are a ton of great horror movie posters from the past all the way to the present it's so difficult to choose a handful of them for the decades of horror movies we're all familiar with the classic posters of old hollywood and we probably all love posters like the thing or the shining or even halloween so i went with a color scheme to narrow things down for myself and hey who doesn't love skills uh, i'm looking forward to seeing everyone's list and listening to the episode to find out more uh, and so before we go over our list, I'm going to go over what Abe has here. But what he has done is, as you subscribed, he's arranged his top five posters by color. Um, and so I'll, I'll just kind of go through that. And uh, we can take it from there. Uh, but for his his red uh, suggestion, his, his, his red category, um, he has the poster for us. Uh, the red movie poster mm-hmm. uh, featuring Lupita Nyong'o holding the side face. He writes, you're telling me you aren't freaked out by this poster of a person holding their face off to the side. I see the poster and I instantly hear I got five on it from the movie. Um, he has as a as a as a runner up 28 days later. Also, that kind of red imagery with the big kind of uh, the symbol on there with Killian Murphy underneath it. Uh, he mm-hmm. writes simple poster, but it's got the biohazard logo and a list of what happens within 28 days. I have checked it. I would have checked it out at a block at a blockbuster video rental store uh, for it. <laughs> so next up, he has green. Um, and very cleverly, he has chosen the Robert Rodriguez stab poster um, from within, ah, okay. which is a parody of the floating, of, of the heads poster where it has like Heather Graham and Luke Wilson and um, what's her face? Um, Tori Spelling. <laughs> uh, he writes great green movie poster stab cleverly used in Scream 2. The faux cast I can totally see actually being cast as the stars of Scream and Scream 2. 
Um, his runner up, which is actually a pretty clever poster. I forgot about this one. Lights out. Uh, simple yet effective. This is the one where it has mm. it has a like a, a a light a light switch fixture, and it has a piece of duct tape on top of it, which just lights out scrawled mm-hmm. on the thing. Um, uh, simple yet effective. I would have picked up the VHS DVD box art, a block poster, and look at the back. Um, but I can see why. Like it's a good. It's like yeah. I just don't don't want to turn the lights out. Um, next up, he has yellow, um, and he has the audition poster, uh, which of course mm. has you know has the lead with the syringe in her hand kind of turning back to the camera. I look at this poster cover and I'm not thinking it's going to be one of the more stomach churning movies out there. I'm thinking, Hey, cool. She's going to give someone anesthesia for a procedure or something. Um, (laughs) His yellow runner up. He writes the descent, which is that wonderful Ah, poster of Mm -hmm. the five leads all forming the skull. Um, a skull made out of women what the fuck is going on here this movie is super rad and the poster might even throw you off a bit from how cool the movie is um, it is a very cool poster I, I really like the descent poster quite a bit um, next up he has uh, uh, purple slash violets he has poltergeist is it blue just roll with me the movie scared me then and it scares me now PG rating crazy and uh, uh, ironically, he picks the first Hellraiser poster for his runner up here. Probably the most one of the most iconic movie posters. I walk by it every time at a video store and I never pick that VHS up. Um, if there is only one Hellraiser movie. Yeah, does the job. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I want to sure. say with, with the uh, the us poster with the face. There's a there's a poster you might want to check out called uh, for the movie called uh, Popcorn, which is mm-hmm. a similar thing, which has the face yeah. come up. But it's a skull behind it. And it's a take on. Uh, yeah. Just like that, so yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this poster. Yeah, okay. Uh, you've talked about popcorn. I've still never seen. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Popcorn is awesome. Mm-hmm. You need to see it. Uh, for his blue, uh, he has Evil Dead, classic, simply yet effective. I probably wouldn't have picked this one up at the video store either, but it's good, fun, spooky watch. His runner-up is the Fright Night poster. Um, I remember seeing this poster in a video store and strolled, scrolled past it, but it's great looks hand-drawn like the Evil Dead poster and a ghastly shape out of clouds with spooky house. Kid Abe says, no thanks, but adult Abe says, see this one and the remake. Mm. The remake for Fright Night has terrible posters. <laughs> it's like, it's all character posters mm-hmm. uh, yeah. of all of them like trying to like strike a pose. Um, and then I wonder why it bombs and it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so that so those are those were Abe's picks. Those are Abe's top five movie posters and his runner-ups. Um, divided by color schemes. Uh, so now I want to just kind of go through all of our all of our picks here. Um, get to scroll past all these other things to get back to my <laughs> um, um, Thanks, Abe. Yeah. Great choices. Yeah, for sure. Good choice. Yeah, very much. Um, I want to hear what you guys are, are picking. Um, and so we won't do round. I just want to kind of go through each of us kind of individually. And so Brandon, I, I want to start with you. Uh, right. Did you have any kind of way of devising this list uh, for your horror posters? Is it just well, I, I was I, I went through. I had a big list. Um, if we talked about them here, I started checking them off. Uh, but when I was going through this, I was kind of finding out stuff about myself with what I look for or what I tend to like in in the posters. I definitely I'm a very hand drawn person. Um, that's that catches my eye more than anything. Um, and I tend to like stuff that kind of looks like it's movie-esque, but has maybe sometimes it'll have like a little bit of comic book cover, like really well-drawn comic book color, annual style fare. Or I also tend to like some humor in my poster as well. 
Like mm-hmm. I, I've noticed because, you know, I had things like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in there in my mix, uh, that Breakfast Club one. Um, but yeah, I like hand-drawn um, non-horror, like, for instance, like one of my favorite posters. I don't know why. I just love looking at it. It's the Star Trek 2, the Wrath of Khan poster. It's just the, the font and stuff on it, just the uh, the layout, the the drawing. I, I don't know what it is, but I forever like drawn to that poster. Um, to the, like, of course, the, you know, Drew Struzan, the man. So like any of his variants of the, the Star Wars original trilogy are just to die for. Um, I know that's probably everybody loves the Star Wars posters, but there's a reason. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, but with like horror um one of my favorites all time like tops um that we we kind of brushed upon that um i'll put this in the box here um that i'm just going to mention even though we kind of went over it real quick is the the nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors poster i love it there's Mm -hmm. something about it it tells you a lot about the movie while giving you intrigue as to what it is uh you know nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors and all of a sudden the dream warriors stuff is in this striking green uh, you've got Freddy, like, with his mouth open, like, almost like fire, like, big head, and his gloves coming out, and on his glove, each of his fingers is one of, like, the Dream Warrior people, um, and it's a little, um, it must have been made with the script, um, but rather than seeing it, because the Terran character's got this blonde hair, she's got the, she evokes what Terran is in the movie, not quite there, um, there's a guy with, like, a mace, and then there's Nancy, like, prominently featured walking towards freddy like she's some sort of like bride of dracula type thing it's yeah. and then there's the house at the bottom it's got a good color scheme i just i, I love that poster i like how the text is divided by the light coming from the the walkway in the house mm-hmm. wow yeah yeah no yeah the walkway gets it you can clear it out yeah I, I just love that poster i love all the elm street like i said one through five i love all those posters um but this but this is my favorite and i think yeah elm street probably got like of the slasher movies, they probably got the most consistent um, high-level poster game going. Cool. Um, yeah, I agree. So um, for my next one, I mentioned humor uh, was a part of me, and this is one of my favorite um, Hammer Dracula posters. I love this poster um, because it's it's weird because it's not much to it, but it's got a really nice contrast of color with the the black and white and the pink band-aids on it so for those who can't see it it's it's a picture of a woman uh you can see like she's wearing a very hammer-esque outfit so there's cleavage obviously uh but it's from her the top of her lip down to right where the about the cleavage starts and she's in a stylized black and white but she's got two band-aids where bite marks would be for a vampire and the band-aids are this like this neon pink look to them and then at the bottom, it's like done in a card style. So it's just got the title. It says Dracula's risen from the grave. And in parentheses under it says, obviously, um, which yeah. I think it's a double dose of humor because you've got the band-aids over the bite marks. And and then you've got the obviously written on there, which for back then in like, this is like late 60s. I It feels like this poster would exist with its snark now, not back then. Um yeah. But I, I I like that poster uh, quite a bit. Um, going with another one that kind of like it's not like humor side, but kind of comic booky, is the poster for the uh, here you go uh, first Return of the Living Dead movie mm-hmm. uh, with everybody mm-hmm. with the 
people sitting by the uh, tombstones. Uh, d- this tells you everything about it. Like it's going to be funny, scary, good gore. Um, and it had an attitude and a teen vibe that wasn't kind of being represented like a punk vibe wasn't being represented too much in the movies. And then, so that that's kind of got everything to it. Love that one. Um, another one I really like, and this is a lot of, it's just the, the art, the way it goes, but this is a, a pretty cool under scene movie. Um, it's called hello, Mary Lou prom night two. <laughs> and this poster just, I don't know. I like the art. <laughs> it's 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 kind of like it's kind of got some realism to it but i know it's been drawn um and it's got this cool like locker as a coffin thing going um and mary Lou's is kind of haunting and creepy um and it's like this is somehow sequel to prom night but it works um yeah. i dig it a lot uh then next let's see what i'll go with i'm gonna go with a two for here um, because they kind of they they definitely go together, obviously, but there's there's a similar style and vein to it. But it's the the creep show and yep. creep show two posters. Yeah, that was on mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I can yeah. go with something else if you want to. No, no, it's fine. I have so more. The, fir- the, yeah, <laughs> the first one's the the skeleton, uh, the creep show host in the booth, um, mm. and then you know putting the ticket, and then the second one's the shushing guy in the and uh, sitting and watching the movie with you. Um, but th- these were like rental store, like all these posters, except for the hammer one. I've never seen that uh, used on a uh, video case or anything before. Um, but all these were like just staples of the video store for me too. So but I, I made sure they were theatrical posters as well. Um, but yeah, they were just absolute like, yeah, these are cut my eye every time made me curious about the movie that was why what that lied inside of whatever um tape there was but love the creep show font mm-hmm. love the font for these but th- yeah those are my those are my five i've got some others if we when we do honorable mentions or whatever too or people need a hand but those yeah those are my five great uh jason let's go to you now <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I would say for I, I tried to sort of go down the years um, to to vary the list a little bit. So my number one would be Cat People, obviously, as you had on your thing there from 1942 RKO. William Roseart. Uh, it was, you know, I love the featuring of the cat, but an even more fierce Simone Simon. And, uh, you know, I, I, all of my posters, I love the taglines. So she was marked with the curse of those who slink and court and kill by night. So number one would be Cat People, 1942. Number two, Psycho, 1960. We already talked about how amazing this is, but I I love how it doesn't tell too much. The men are featured less. Lay, of course, is in a a, a bra, which is taboo for the time. And the only thing that really kind of shows the horror is the title. Um, Yeah. The the, the Psycho title itself. So it kind of, it it really provokes on all levels. a new and different, uh, an altogether different screen excitement. Uh, number three will be the Green Slime, nineteen sixty nine, mm. from Vic Lavoti, which is uh, you know it harks back to the kind of B cheese ridden creature features, but with a oh, sci fi, yes, yeah, kind of a sci fi mm. nostalgia. Yeah. And the creatures are are mm. badass, you know, one eyed monsters with tentacles coming out. Uh, I just love the Green Slime poster, and of course the tagline is the Green Slime are coming, but there was a snipe. 
that was put over the are coming when the movie was was out and it says you know are here so the green slime are here so kind of a, a double uh double entendre with that beautiful poster uh number four i would also go with the original creep show um mm-hmm. uh, by joanne daly uh the you know i, I love that the, the the creature is carrying your ticket at the box office that there's cop the detail there's cobwebs in the actual uh booth and his hair's you know being blown to the side and stuff and of course it's the most fun you'll ever have being scared and number five uh you know for the more modern posters because i didn't want to you know you know uh, poo poo the modern posters i am a huge Akiko Sternberger fan, um, whether it be her stuff from Funny Games or Dust Up, or I am a huge Uber fan of Akiko's. And her poster for It Follows blows the original US one sheet out the window. Uh, the international style, it's simple art, barren images, which is a Coco, Akiko's um, you know, signature style. Um, and the dread comes from the panic in the eyes of the person. And it says it doesn't think, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give up. Um, and then I would just put for one honorable mention, I would put, I really enjoyed the, um, the house of the devil poster. Oh, um, that's a great one. Yeah. That's by, a great, yeah. By, by, yeah. By Neil Keller house and Eric Buckham. Um, it's a real throwback to eighties, you know, eighties horror, not only the movie, of course, but the poster as well. And that's a really tasty poster. So that's what I would put as my honorable mention. That's it. Great. Nice. Jimmy, let's go to you. What are your, what are your favorites here? You know, I mean, it, it was weird because obviously my favorite, well, I think my two of my favorite posters are Halloween and Friday the 13th, the original films. I just think they're fantastic. So I, I they are on my list, but I, I went a little bit like I, the Candyman, I think, is an incredible poster. That's one that I, always I found incredibly creepy and incredibly disturbing. And it really it, uh, give you a hint of what was to come, but it was just a brilliant work um company of wolves is one i think it's, it's an incredibly poster. underrated mm-hmm. film yeah it's a really good poster it's such a bizarre you know like play on the werewolf and the red light red little red riding hood i absolutely that, adore that one that has like this kind of like storybook like art with the with this yeah. kind of with a werewolf mm-hmm. you know jaws coming out of a face and it's it's very and the lips kind of being pulled back and the the, the jaw protruding i mean it's really cool it's really cool uh two weirdly enough there's two posters that i you included one of them uh, both Deliverance and the Island had hmm. a very similar. Oh kind of yeah, thing. yeah, this kind of water yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I actually really uh, the island scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> you know, when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh, that's creepy." You only have not only do you have to worry about sharks, just some dude with a freaking knife in the water. Had that creepy out. Um, I think then I had what I think it's a little cheesy, but I love it. The fog. I oh, it's a great poster. It's no, a, a wonderful awesome. poster. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a cool poster. It's so creepy. It's a, I think the most, I guess the final main one is a, a movie called Silent Scream. Um, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also starring Rebecca Balding from The Boogans. And uh, it's, it, I, again, a really simple poster, really unsettling. Just a woman's this, this face, this scream, this mouth. This, you know, that's all it is. And I... I remember seeing that as a kid. I'm like, well, this is creeping me out. I, I, I like that. And of course, honorable mentions, uh, Rosemary's Baby was great. Uh, King Kong, the original, is is incredible. Uh, Jaws is one of the greatest things ever made. So, and uh, there's a lot of great posters out there, but those are an alien. I got to say, alien. So, 
I I specifically left off like the classic ones that are just obvious, like Jaws yeah. and The Thing and Texas right. Chainsaw and Rosemary, like Alien. Like I I I wanted to go Fair step enough. away from those just because it's like we'll talk about them for one thing and because it's those are obviously great posters. <laughs> like all for artists, sure, yeah, all artists sure. subjective, but like those seem like objectively great posters. <laughs> so for um, sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I got I got a few here, and some have been mentioned. So I'm I'm kind of, I've I've made I've plenty because we all have plenty, I'm sure. Um, but I we did mention this one already. But I, I really like the Clover. I do like that Cloverfield poster a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of Cloverfield the film. Um, and as a person that you know enjoys a good monster, you know kaiju movie, uh, the the idea of the Statue of Liberty like just having its entire head removed and then like the hint of danger going on in the background where there's like the water has moved and the city's under attack it's uh, like combine that with like the marketing for that movie it was so I was so into that to what that was going to be and I I did think that the film absolutely delivered for me but I really I just that image that imagery you know getting that teaser surprise and then the you know the head falls down then getting a poster that feels like you know the beginning of that being if the head's the punchline it's like oh here we got the joke right here <laughs> it's the poster it's like oh yeah mm-hmm. the head's gone um, so i do think that's a really really effective poster to convey like what's actually going on at the movie uh, speaking of kaiju um i've talked about this with brandon plenty uh the whole godzilla haishi era has the the best like godzilla art yeah. <laughs> of, of all the godzilla mm. movies uh, so I was specifically going to highlight the Godzilla versus Biollante poster because uh, it's amazing. Um, there, I, given the art, I have to assume it's all the same artist because uh, they all certainly feel of a piece. Right. To, to, at least most of them do. Uh, but this one has you know Godzilla in the forefront, and it has Biollante, which is this giant. It's like it's like the alternate ending of Little Shop of Horrors. It has this giant plant creature uh, with, with this wonderful like red kind of front here. Um, and all these little tentacles behind it. Um, but it, you, are, you already have Godzilla, who's huge. Then you have some kind of giant thing that's even bigger. It's a it's a very, very good poster. Um, next one I wanted to point out, uh, Dario Argento's opera. I love this poster. Uh, this is, uh-huh. It's such a cool poster as far as showing this giant, like the inside, the interior of an opera house. And then like the top, which, you know, on the, at a glance looks like a balcony, like two balcony spots. But in fact, it's like two eyes that are being pinned open by this dangerous, like cage, like uh needle thing. Uh, very cool. Very, very evocative. I really like opera. I caught up with it before we did our Italian horror oh, giallo, yeah. giallo episode a few years ago. Uh, I love that it's this mix of opera music and like rock, uh, which I d- just did not see coming at all. Uh, but the posters, um, it's a it's a really great one. Um, I had that it follows one as well. That's why I didn't want to mention it earlier mm-hmm. uh, because it is a really cool poster, Jason. Like that one, mm-hmm. it's it's a great like work of simplicity and reference to the to the eighties and whatnot. All of it, all of the Kiko stuff is amazing, and she actually had just had a showing at uh, Posterelli in New York, where they sold a lot of specific, you know, hand done prints of hers, including mm-hmm. one for uh, Under the Skin. That's just terrific. She's an amazing, mm. amazing artist. Well, very wow. cool. But yeah, this it follows one is very cool. I love the 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 font that's being used here. I like that it's just a rear view mirror of like it follows what's way, and you're looking at the rear view mirror. It's great. 
Um, I wanted to pick one that evoked the VHS walk through the store era and be like, what the hell is that all about? And so I went with Dead Alive, Peter Jack or Brain Dead, yes. uh, Peter Jackson's Ooh, film. Yeah. Uh, just, nice, a ter- nice. just a terrific poster of this head pulling its mouth open and there's a little <laughs> head inside of it. Like, what's going on here? Uh, but, you know, when you're like a six, seven, eight year old walking around the video store and every time you're in there, you walk past the <laughs> horror section and you see, you know, there's Pennywise, there's Jason and there's fucking Dead Alive, whatever that movie's supposed to be. It's great. That's a great one. That I really love seeing all the time. Mm. Um, how many is that so far? One, two, three, four. That's well. The last, the last one I do want to mention is uh, this poster. Is speaking of A two four films, is It Comes at Night, a movie that mm. I absolutely think is brilliant, and it totally earned its F cinema score. Um, this is a masterwork of simplicity, where it's just black screen uh, at night, some grass, a dog looking at something. Small font mm. for the title. It comes at night. That it's just such a it gives you such a thrill of like I have no idea what's out in the darkness, but I have just this dog just looking into the darkness. What's going to happen? And I think it very I think it very much suits the mood of that film, uh, given how much ambiguity comes into play there, along with some genuine tension, uh, given what takes place. So. Yeah. those are ones i wanted to throw out there um i did have like the descent and cabin of the woods and the creep shows in there another one of the runner-up that i had um a girl walks home alone at night oh, something, yeah, yeah. About, something about that image one. just sticks with me just mm-hmm. that kind of like singular image of this figure you know wearing the hijab the red background it's just a really cool piece Not a lot of, of posters like that dude. yeah like, exactly yeah. it's yeah. very stark and i like that the kino release like the blu-ray release of that film is very similar yeah, like it very Embraced much holds, it, yeah yeah it very much holds it on there um, um i did forget to mention one i'm sorry i there was one that i was like i feel like i missed something and i i think i skipped it mm-hmm. or added something accidentally the fun house oh yeah, the yeah. which one the lip so, one that, yeah the lip one that that thing is just it disgusted me when i first saw that i was like that's gross i don't i have to watch whatever that is that's a great so, poster you brought that up. There's the other poster of the fun house with the Jack in the box thing. Yeah. So, not, so, as good. But not as good, but there's a, there's a theme of posters I wanted to bring up. Cause I had two that I paired together, like a newer one and an older one. Cause I had, mm-hmm. uh, one of my honorable mentions here is Halloween two, where it's mm. this, it's this kind. And I also paired it with the, with happy death days first poster where it's just like, like the writing with like, it's a cake or whatever. Yeah, and it, it's this style of a poster where it feels like the artist was like just given the title and told it's a scary movie mm-hmm. and there's nothing like it could go with like all these things because the Halloween two poster is a jack-o'-lantern that's a skull face and it just says Halloween two and it also says all new on it because <laughs> uh, things were different back then and just more the night he came home. But it literally like we know what Halloween is already, but still it's just it's like almost the poster's almost photographic looking of that Jack lantern mm-hmm. with the yeah. skull face. And then that fun house is like that too. It's like, what, what, what are we doing? What's this movie? It's called the fun house. And it's like, it's really scary. So just, can you do something? And like exactly. Halloween two feels like that. What, well, what are we doing in Halloween two? We don't know yet, but could you get a poster going? And then like happy death day is just like a kind of a throwback to that, uh, where it's like cake uh, and it has the icing or a little written happy death day. And it's got a knife in it. Simple as can be. Uh, but yeah. the, the knife reflection, I think has the killer in it, but it's really simple. And there's these, there's a whole world of these posters that 
I don't know if they are anything to do with the movie, but it's just like this scary image because it's a scary movie. And I think that's what the title means. Like that's all that uh-huh. these things do. And, and some of them are awesome. Um, some yeah, of them are like, agreed. Ah. but yeah, agreed. That, so they put Halloween two there is honorable mention. Um, nice. I did, I, I had a couple pairs too. So I had, I'm going to show, uh, so there's a Lucio Fulci movie. Um, it's kind of kind of cool one, and it kind of goes with the descent too. When we talked about, it. it's called the Psychic. It's a Giallo mm. film, and it's this would ah, my right click is there. We go, and um, it's a skull, uh, kind of niftily done, mm. with a woman coming out of it, uh, the eye, and then Dario Argento and him had kind of a thing going, and then when Argento did Inferno, he did this one, which is very similar. Very similar, but the uh, very creepy because it's like a skull. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, the Inferno was like, I don't know what you are. Like, you're like the top of a skull with a like a bullet hole in the head. And then you're like a woman, like a sexy woman's like face under it. And it's weird. And like, I don't know what it is, but I'm kind of creeped out. And the psychic is just kind of a the color. The colors on the psychic one are unsettling they use there's just a woman falling out again it's half a skull and then half like a sexy model like uh face under under the skull like it's it's definitely a a trend here um but i know there was some interplay between fulci and argento of like one-upsmanship a bit uh, during that time so there's there's that kind of thing so i had those um and also with Fulci, I have the uh, the Gates of Hell poster. That's iconic. Mm. Uh, the other, it's the alternate title for um, uh, City of the Living Dead, where it's like the zombie above the city, mm-hmm. yeah. the Gates of Hell. Um, so I had that one, and also uh, I also love the. Uh, there's one of the Bride Frankenstein posters that I have up in my basement here too, but. Um, love that one to pieces just it's just i don't know it's got both of them on there colored interesting uh big faces uh it's a cool one so well very that's, cool yep that's what i that's what i came up with all right well i think we brought a lot to the conversation of horror movie posters i know we've been doing this for a minute so now. um i i thank you guys uh for for sticking with me for this entire mm-hmm. conversation and then bringing your own thoughts on you know some some personal picks of yours um and it's good to get to hear from abe as well as far as what he had uh going on here um yeah this has been good this has been a really <laughs> it's, been a, it's long but i really enjoyed this conversation yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but i know yeah. we, i know we should wrap up um so uh, i want to go over where you can find you guys online uh, let me start with jason coleman where can people find more of you uh, I'm finishing up my uh, coverage of Scream Fest, uh, actually uh, with a couple more articles uh, of reviews and stuff. So that's been really, uh, been really tasty. And again, since we're dealing with posters, I'm with the prop store. So if you have a classic, amazing movie poster like the stuff that we've kind of described here uh, and think it might uh, be good in our sale, feel free to email me. It's uh, jasonc at propstore.com and uh, let me know what kind of posters you have, horror or, or otherwise. Very cool. Jimmy O, where can people find more of you online? You can find me, Jimmy, at JoeBlow.com, AaronTheHead.com. I'm one of the four contributing hosts to CineScare. And then you can also find me uh, new episodes of Sound Scary coming soon. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of busy. 
Senescara podcast that you once again voluntarily chose not to be on all this month because you knew you were doing these episodes. That's that's just Absolutely. so great of you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. See you guys on Tuesday. <laughs> uh Brandon Peters, where can people find more of you online? Uh you can find me uh the Brandon Peters Show. This is BrandonPetersShow.com. Uh you're in for a treat if you like throwback old school art with posters. Well, I've got movies that try that um give that old school feel with television. Um so my uh I'll be doing the WNUF Halloween special uh for one episode and then on Halloween uh the sequel the out there Halloween mega tape, um, which just recently came out, um, with uh, guests for one of them's Jessica Osman, the other one's Troy Brownfield, Saturday Evening Post, uh, and then also if you head on over to whysoblue.com, I've got plenty of Blu-ray coverage and stuff like that, coordinating with my YouTube channel where I do some unboxing videos of that, and uh, easy to keep track if you just follow at Brandon4KUHD on Twitter and Instagram. Great. Uh, you can find everything I do over at my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. I write for Week of Entertainment and Weiss of Blue for movie, Blu-ray, and Criterion reviews, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. You can find this podcast on iTunes and everywhere you can find podcasts. You can follow us on all the socials as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I want to throw out there, send us your favorite movie posters. In fact, the first person that emails or gets to us in some of our one of our socials in some way um, says, tells us your favorite movie poster and a you know a little bit of why, I will send them something. I have plenty of like just random Blu-rays and things I can send over. So the first person that does this, I will send you some kind of horror themed prize package. Um, only in the U.S. applies because shipping is expensive. Aaron um, will send you a J- Aaron will send you a JPEG file of your favorite poster. Yeah, with uh, Brandon yeah. and Jimmy's heads inserted on both sides of them. Um, nice. Yeah, J- Jason will be superimposed, so he's the biggest <laughs> one of them all. Um, <laughs> Brandon, Jimmy, Jason, thank you all for joining me to discuss horror movie posters this evening. Man, thank you, thank you. This was thank awesome. You. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, guys. For sure. Uh, next week is our concluding horror special for the year, for the month. Uh, we'll be talking. We'll be doing our Nosferatu commentary for Adobe Murdoch's classic 1922 classic that's celebrating its 100th year anniversary. Uh, that will wrap up our horror theme specials. Of course, these have all been very fun to do. Happy to have you guys on here with me, uh, talking all about this stuff. But that's gonna do it for this week's episode. So till next time, so long and goodbye. Uh-huh.